y'all. Yeah, welcome to another episode of The Lunch Room. We got a lot to talk about. We got a, a great, great special guest. Deshaun, man, I'm here. Yes, sir. Then we're going to talk about uh, the gas shortage in America, because that shit is wild. Yeah, T-Pain talks about do producers need more credit? We talk about how if friendships and business can't coincide. Uh, self-sabotaging, is ignorance really bliss, and so much more. Tune in. This is a very informative episode. I'm sure you enjoy. If you like pina colada, we still recording. Alright, yo, 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 yo! Welcome back, welcome back. This is another episode of the Lunchroom Podcast. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. So before we gonna get this out the way real quick, I'm doing this game money. Showing niggas who love, nigga. Wabble dee dabble. Niggas out here don't love me, nigga. Down If you hear that, drop that. Just means show us some love, like, comment, subscribe. You know what I'm saying? Um. It's me, Dapper Dan. Across from me is my guy, Fritz. Next to my guy, Fritz, is my guy, Ray, a.k.a. the movie guy. And behind the camera is Fredo, as usual. At the table, we're not alone. This is not a, it's not a, it's not a trio episode. <laughs> we got a guest. And what we do on this show, I don't know if <clears throat> Fritz told you, but I don't introduce our guests. You got to introduce yourself here. Because you know better than me who you are. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. Uh, my name Deshaun. You know, you could call me D. Just for short purposes and stuff like that. But uh, work in social media, graduated from Puff State and stuff like that and. alongside these guys. So uh, I'm a regular dude, man, just out here making it, you know, doing things I do in life. So uh, glad to be here, man. Thanks Welcome to the show, me. man. Welcome to the thank show. Thank you. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. So, I mean, with that being said, we're going to get a little invasive. We're going to dive into who you are. This Ask is, you wild questions. You know what I'm saying? Let's go. Let's just, do it. Just get into this. So, you want to start off? Um, Shit. I, this is the elephant in the room for me. I uh-huh. want to know, how did working with Bleacher Report come about? All right. Well, it, it's a long process, honestly. Like, I think it goes back to just college, you know, and things like that. I think staying active. Uh, if you ask me tips, my number one thing for college students like to just be active, uh, do internships and things like that, get involved with your department. Mm. I think that's what started me first and foremost, just writing for the newspaper, got some articles and just applying. I think like a lot of things in life is just looking for, you know, jobs and stuff like that, internships. So if you look at, if you look for it actively, you know, like I, I have jobs and I look constantly, you know, just to see what's out there because it's a lot that you miss by just not looking, you know? So, uh, did that. I think I came across an internship with ABC, uh, just on Instagram, you know, on a following page, you know, RP to that, but, um, (laughs) yeah. So, uh, on a following page, somebody put it up, you know, and I saw it, I went, I applied and it was two departments that I wanted. It was sports and another joint called the hair and now. I don't know if anybody watched that's like a, uh, old time show for like black history and stuff like yeah, that. So, oh, yeah. you know, small show, but they get two interns and uh, I got selected. You know, it wasn't a lot of us, you know, black people and stuff like that mm-hmm. when we went in there. But uh, I got it and that gave me my foot in the door. So I think from there, again, just actively looking, you know. Uh, and again, I could go into detail and talk forever about my journey. But I think just being persistent, you know, mm-hmm. knocking on doors, using LinkedIn, you know, sending people messages and stuff like that. DMs. I DM the boss and I stay persistent. You know, they said they was going to call me in a week. They didn't. I emailed them again. Mm-hmm. You know, I got my foot in the door and everything worked out. So that's why I'm at today. Facts. Got to. Got to. You so, know, so. Yeah. So I want to speak to one point you made. You said talk about internships. Mm-hmm. Now, I'm going to ask a little bit of a basic question. You could dodge it if you want. Mm-hmm. Did you get paid for your internship? I got paid for that internship. So, yep. so would you have done an internship if it wasn't paid? Uh, Yeah, I would. I think my second internship 
wasn't paid. I did an internship the following semester for like Tom Warner. And it wasn't paid. I got a stipend for about two hundred dollars, probably at the end. At the end of the month, or the at end the end of, the of this whole, whole internship God, or something like that, crazy. like a couple, a couple hundred dollars. But uh, you know, it was worth it. it. It was brutal at the same time. I, I had some, but you know, that's the nature of the game. Yeah. You know, that's the name of the game. So uh, you got to put in that work, and that's what I did. So I would have done it if it was unpaid. So, like, can you speak to what kind of experiences you got from doing paid and unpaid internships? Just internships in general, I guess. Um, one thing I would say, like when I got into my first internship, it was a lot of terms and uh, a lot of things that I heard in class that I probably didn't pay attention to and things like that. Um, things that I didn't think I would need that I heard. And I'm like, oh, I remember that. You know, I remember taking down definitions and doing this in that class. So, what was your major? Uh, communications okay. and journalism. So uh, just a lot of things like that, taking notes and taking class more serious, you know, because those are some of the things that actually, you know, in your major classes is going to pertain to your career. So uh, that was one thing that I took from that, you know, in that internship that I wanted to continue throughout school. And I think uh, just really having stuff on your resume, you know, and being able to speak to things that you did. I think that me working for ABC is, you know, great because you get the company recognition at the end of the day. But uh, I think that you can be your own boss now, especially with your own yeah. platforms and things like that when it comes to journalism mm -hmm. and, and things like that. So you can do whatever and still, you know, be able to catapult yourself into a company like ABC, Bleach Reborn, things mm -hmm. like that. Nice, nice, nice. Yeah. So with the internships and stuff like that, did you find yourself like having to create the work for yourself? Because I know like I, in my internship, it wasn't really much room for growth for me. So right. I guess when ABC or uh, Time Warner, did you see like there was room for growth? Did they actually give you stuff to do or was it more like self-made? You had to like seek out certain things on your own. I think it was a lot of seeking out stuff on my own. Okay. Uh, a lot of times even from ABC and Time Warner, uh, it was me just, you know, searching for news articles. When it came to ABC specifically, it was searching for news articles, you know, from the first thing in the morning. My boss may not be in. So these are things that I had to do, find stuff to do. A lot of times it was downtime. But that's the challenge, you know, not being a fly on the wall. And that's yeah. something I learned going through each job. So even at Time Warner, which, you know, it was a culture shock at the same time. You know, I was from the city. Everybody else was from Western New York, you know, mm -hmm. so you can imagine how that is. But, you know, just being in there after classes and not much work to do unless mm -hmm. I'm out in a field. It's like, all right, let me edit something. But that's what you got to do. Yeah. I think that's what separates you at the end of the day. You know how far you go right. does, you know, determine. I don't think it's 100 percent. Clearly, it's other factors. But I There's think it's always a little bit. Of right, work, right, yeah. right. So I think uh, on, on top of the other factors, you do have to put some work in and say, all right, let me do stuff on my own time, whether it's it's learning, you know, putting in work to show. So. so what I'm hearing you say is basically, I mean, obviously it's a combination of, you know, different things, but obviously luck is kind of involved in this as well. Not necessarily luck, but like just timing, like certain things just being right time, right place, you know what I'm saying? So with that being said, would you say like all that, you know, the internships, everything, school, all that, like would you say you were definitely prepared for what you re received? Like you searched out things that you were ready to take on? Um, or were you looking for things that were like beyond, you know, your even what you were even skilled enough to do at the time? Uh, I would say like I didn't imagine myself being here. So even going back to the internship, I wasn't even going to interview for the ABC internship. Like I was in Buffalo seven hours away from New York City. And I think I got the intern, got the invite to interview. But it was like 
that same weekend. Mm. And again, I'm in Buffalo. So it's like, I told my mom I wasn't going to do it, but she was like, yeah, I'll pay for the flight for you to come here and go back. So, you know, I did go and thank God I did. So, man. you know, right, Shout right, right. And, uh, you know, I don't know if I would have been here if I didn't do that. You know, she didn't give me that push. So um, I think it's a little bit of that and just planning. You know, I think from there, uh, it was more planning, you know, out six months looking in, and that's what I suggest for a lot of people, just planning months in ahead, a year in advance, always knowing what your next step is going to be, you know, and I think, again, once you know what your next step is going to be and you put your energy towards it, you know, it's going to come to you. Switching gears just a little bit, <clears throat> who's someone that you met because of your line of work um, that damn near had you starstruck and who's somebody that you want to meet? Mm, somebody that had me starstruck? Or at least damn near. Have you reached that yet? Like, have I you... don't. I don't think I did. I I I. I met a couple people at like the NBA holiday party when I worked there, but um. You can name job. Yeah, no, nah, definitely, <laughs> definitely. Uh, uh, it's funny. I, I, I'm mistaken. NBA players, I have funny times there. But uh, Adam Silver was somebody that's interesting. Mm, okay. You know, um, a funny story with him is uh, I'm tall. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But he's a cool dude. You know, like cool dude. Have a conversation with you. You okay. know, like I think he know how to speak. He a people person at the mm. same time. So if he don't know you, he gonna be able to have a good conversation with you. But it's a good dude. Again, you'll probably be starstruck. Like yo. And again, uh, I think I was moderating. It what happened was I was moderating a, a town hall meeting. And okay. uh in Secaucus. And uh so if you raise your hand when we had questions, I would go give you the mic and things like that. But nobody had questions. So he's like, questions, questions, nobody raises their hand. And he's like, What about you? You don't have any questions? <laughs> so I'm just like, uh, like, damn, you know, you want to put on for the boss. So, you know, everybody looking at you. Uh, I'm just a production assistant at the time. So I'm just like, damn, you know, I ain't have nothing. But again, I think going forward, I had another time where I bumped uh, shoulders with him in the meeting and stuff like that. And he asked for questions and I came prepared, you know. So uh, at first it was like a shock. But at the same time, you meet people and everybody, you know, down to earth once you get to know them. For people that don't know, Adam Silver is the NBA commissioner. Yeah, so can you speak to your physical job now, like your job title, what you actually physically do? Because I don't think I think we might have skipped that. Yeah, got you. So um, I'm a social programmer with House of Highlights, which under which is under Bleacher Report and Warner Media. So uh, pretty much, I program content for House of Highlights, their Instagram pages, their Twitter pages, even Facebook and Snapchat, TikTok. You know, so a lot of the stuff that you see in the page is things that you know I curate, edit, curate, edit, and things like that. Uh, work alongside the team. It's not just me, you know, so it's a team of about six of us off the top of my head. And everybody really contributes, you know, House of Highlights is a bigger team just beyond social media. Mm -hmm. So, uh, you know, it's a lot of things that I just chip into from original content. Uh, I started creating my own original content on TikTok okay. and things like that, you know, so uh, just a lot of things that got to deal with social media. Anything social media is us, you know, is me included, you know, so that's what I do. What, what, what do you use to edit? Uh, Adobe primarily, okay. but uh, it's a lot of different platforms that you can edit, you yeah. know, websites and things like that, mm -hmm. uh, that you could just go on. I found myself like I'm, I'm a person that if I don't know how to do it, I'm going to search it up, yeah. you know, things like that. And I think that that goes a long way. You know, it's a lot of tricky things that, you know, go little things that go a long way, you know, but if you just take the time to search it and say, how do I do this? Look up a YouTube video and things like that. You'll find that a lot of things are not, you know, too tough. And as you put in that time and that effort, see what works and things like that, you know, you'll get a, a pattern going. For sure, for sure. How, how was it uh, uh, being like, because they say journalism is a dying, like a dying uh, mm -hmm. occupation. Right. But like, from what I could see, from what you say, from what you're saying, you know, like there's different niches, like just mm -hmm. because like, 
it's not journalism per se, like the old, the throwback way of like putting right. pen print, to paper. Print journalism, but I mean, right. I feel like from what you say, you're like a social media manager in a sense. Right, definitely. Yeah. So like like can you explain like how Basically, how did you fall into that niche? Like, you right. just, like, woke up. I know you didn't wake up one day, feel me, and just was like, okay, I'm going to run social media now. Right, social media wasn't here, you know, yeah. like, you know, when I was when I was 12 or, or, or 10 and stuff like that. So, that wasn't a dream job. I think at the time growing up, even getting all the way to college, it was being like a Stephen A. Smith. Okay. Uh, it was being a, a journalist. I saw everybody that was on ESPN really uh, just write. You know, like they took the the journalism right route. I wanted to get close to the game of basketball. I wanted to be on the court and stuff like that. Uh, I didn't really have a passion to be in front of the camera, but as long as I was close to the game, got to have experiences mm-hmm. and things like that and make good money doing it, mm-hmm. uh, that's what I wanted to do. So I followed that route as I went along. Like I said, I started writing for the newspaper when yeah. you know when I was in college. But going into my internships, it was production internships. You know, it was because everything again. You know, so it was production and then. Sp- Spectrum was the news, so mm-hmm. it was more, you know, multimedia, whether it was writing and it was a little bit of recording, ed- getting in front of the camera, video editing, so it was a mixture of everything. And I think that that's where you have social media in today's age, where, you know, journalism in today's age within social media, so you can do anything down to TikTok, you know, you could have your top five NBA players in a in a drawn out hundred word article. Mm-hmm. You could have it in a, in a video uh, on YouTube. You could have it in a seven second TikTok video. You know, and that's all journalism. That's yeah. all reporting on the same thing. And I think. Uh, and it's something uh, I think you guys were talking about on your last show. And uh, it was just about. It, it was why don't I think the topic was why don't relationships last or or we go for marriage or something like that and I, I think the answer you, yeah, right yeah. so I think the answer was um for me instant gratification you know mm-hmm. so a lot of things like TikTok you know is is seven seconds fifteen seconds bang and then on to the next video yeah. so I think that knowing that that's why you know print and nobody is reading the article newspapers and things like that even television you know yeah. nobody's sitting down and watching it because you know who really has an hour so many things yeah. you can do nowadays you know in that time frame that right. you know it's different avenues to get your voice out yeah it just sounds like film you, you got in where you fit in and you fell into a niche that like film me that it's probably ahead of your time like you film right. me, you got in you got in early right and that's what it's about you know yeah. i think that even a lot of people that's you know uh high up in certain places within like digital media and stuff was grandfathered in because again you know i, I know people i'm not too many years far out from people who when they're in the company, how it probably started was, you know, social media was a side project for some mm. people, you know, and they was asking the boss, hey, let me do this. The boss yeah. didn't see the vision, yeah. you know, so it's again, staying ahead of the curve, mm-hmm. knowing the trends and stuff like that. And what turned it to a side project for that person, you know, led them to be the director of content, you mm-hmm. know, for organization and stuff like that. And again, once you, you know, have that stuff on your resume and especially when you start to build the brand recognition, you know, I think yeah. that it just continues to climb and, you know, you got to understand and know how to use, you know, leverage what you got. For sure. To, to switch gears just a little bit, um, for listeners who may be interested in fraternities and sororities, um, can you touch on the benefits that have come with being a part of one, especially one that's in a divine nine? Right. Mm-hmm. So um, I'm a brother at Cap Alpha Psi Fraternity Incorporated, for those who don't know. So um, I think going back to the NBA conversation and people who 
um, being starstruck around. Uh, not really starstruck, but a person that I met, and this is something that, you know, I, I, I joined the fraternity for just, not for only just for the brotherhood, but also just a network of brothers, you mm-hmm. know, like a lot of, of us is achieving in different fields and things like That's that. And, and, and not only, you know, media, because it's a lot of people you meet that I could name, you know, uh, and uh, Mark Tatum is one of them within not the media, but the NBA, you mm-hmm. know, so he's like the second hand to Mark t- to uh, Adam Silver, mm-hmm. excuse me. So uh, so he's really high up, but he's down to earth at the same time. You know, uh, he's a brother across that Cornell, you know, years back. And I, I was. For- yeah. So I was fortunate, you know, to know, you know, people who, you know, cross at the same time as him, you know, that know him personally and yeah. things like that. So uh Met him, you know, just shot him an email. And, you know, I think I could have went through brothers as well. I know people who went to the brothers, but I've heard before I got to him that he was so cool, that he was just like, yo, he got in the office. You thought that he would, you know, probably be a stuck up kind of guy, you know, because of the position. But he got in there. He was just like, yo, how can I help you? And I heard that with a lot of he did that with a lot of brothers. So that was cool. I got there. I got to know him. You know, from Brooklyn, went to the same schools that people that 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 you know my peers went to. Mm-hmm. You know, he's from the Caribbean. I can't remember where from specifically. You know, but a uh, real down to earth dude, real uh, person to talk to. So I just use that as an example to show that you know, besides the the glitz and the glamour and things like that, there's a lot of things that you could use it for, you know, or, or benefit from, you know, in the sense of a fraternity that uh, you know, you don't know about until you join. For sure, for sure. And I can speak to those same things. I'm a brother, um, Goof I Goof, such as Incorporated. Okay, okay, okay. So, like, same type of thing. You right, know what I'm right, Brotherhood, right. network, and all that guidance. Right. So, Has its perks. Yeah. For sure, for sure. Um, but I got two more questions. Oh, go ahead, go ahead. Right, right. Cool, cool. Being from New York. Right. How was it running the MTA Twitter page? <laughs> <laughs> I forgot about that. <laughs> right, right, right. So, in my past, I also... Um, was a was it? I was a digital communication specialist for the MTA. Mm-hmm. So uh, titles are crazy. Yeah, right. yeah, 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 They, they really be away. embellishing the shit. Like for me, like <laughs> right, right. What you got to do for your resume, though. That's, that's, that's exactly what you got to do. Yeah. Like I said, you know, you just got to leverage the titles, leverage the stuff that you do. Right, right, right. So. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, man. And I got that because that, I'm a sports guy, you know, so I think uh, just to even give a little bit more background before I got that job, I was unemployed for uh, like about 10 months. You know, uh, my contract ended at the NBA and I refused to take a job that was just, you know, at Walmart, Target, yeah. you know, nothing against those. I just wasn't settling, yeah. you know. It wasn't the direction you were Right, taking. right, right. And granted, I was fortunate enough not to have to do that, you know, but at the same time, I was applying every day, yeah. you know, I, I was I was looking every single day. I'm sure I applied to over 100 jobs. I sent over, you know, 100 LinkedIn messages. I was messaging people on Instagram, Twitter, and things like that. And uh, and and pretty much that's how I landed my job where I'm at now, you know, when you talk about Bleacher Report, even to get, I think it all connects, you know. So uh, the, the funny story, and it shows the drive where when I was unemployed looking for a job, I applied at the NFL. I met this guy, I DM'd some dude on Twitter, you know, this guy that I saw he was a social media manager, did my Googles, found mm-hmm. him on Twitter. Cause you gotta also try to get the best way to, to yeah. it's a hundred people applying. You know, a lot of people are qualified just like you. Right. So again, talking about, you know, me having a brand recognition versus somebody who may not, but also may be better than me at certain aspects and have the same experience as me. The difference of getting noticed is taking these different avenues, yeah. you know? So use social media to your advantage. I DM'd some guy, you know, he referred me to a guy. Two years later, 
this is the same guy that hired me at House of Highlights, you know? And uh, uh I, circle I, right, yeah. right, right. And, yeah, and you know, true. and I'm just like, wow. And I interviewed with him and then I said, y'all know this name. I searched my email and then it's like on two different occasions. So that was one time when I tried to get hired there. Mm. And another time, like a year or two later, I tried to get hired there again when he was working there at the NFL. And uh, he, he was going to hire me, but it was in LA. So I'm like, I didn't want to go. <laughs> but uh, he got hired at Bleach Report, House of Highlights. Hot got connected and I'm like, yo, so that was just, yeah. again, a full circle moment yeah. to just show, you know, when you're being persistent, when you're knocking on them doors, you know, when you're networking at the same time, you're going to run into these people, you know, when you when you go in that extra effort, you're going to be noticed, you know, so uh, that's stuff I did. Um, I can't remember the question now, but... <laughs> Yo, take those how, notes, and I think I just asked how it was running the MTA Twitter page from being from. I didn't, oh, I didn't even get to that, right? <laughs> I didn't even get to the look. So that, oh yeah, right, right. So I'm gonna get to that. So uh, I got there, applied there, I applied there once, didn't get it, applied there again. Mm-hmm. You know, same same story. You know, again, over a hundred jobs I applied to. Being running persistent. there is hilarious. You know, like running there is hilarious. Mm-hmm. It's a lot of people who just you know talk about. Can't complain about everything we see on a daily basis. Things that you will go that you don't even notice anymore, that you're so numb to. We get all type of complaints about this stuff. You know, I, I don't even want to go too deep into it, but I think, you know, what's that's the, something what's I know. the craziest thing you probably heard? Like, <laughs> they the say everything. Like, yo, I hope I hope your grandmother dies. I, I, I hope you catch cancer. Like, they say I'm everything. And, the yeah, it's and it's probably like, like 80,000 so, fuck MTS. It's, it's, yes, yes, all the time. SMD, you know, everything you can imagine. You know, I see my friends friends up there some days you know i'll be, I be at work and i see this person i follow and she every day she woke up and she was like yo smd mta yo yo i don't know i don't know i don't want to say any names man, but you know all i'm saying is I, I i know people that you know i follow and just i see and i'll be like wow it's crazy and um i just take it on the chin man you know i i, I just i just take it on the chin that's they're not talking do. to you. Yeah, right. And you're not, not from New York, so it's like, all right, bro, I'm not worried about you. You know, you venting. Some people vent. That's yeah. what it is. You know, they're getting off work, and I get it. At times, yo, the, you know, you you, 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 you you tight. You <laughs> tight. Yeah. You you get off work. You get off work a little late, possibly, and then your train take a long time. So I get it, but, you know, I try to do my best to get everybody moving along, and if somebody cursing us out, there's only so much I could do, man. For sure. I mean, you ain't. It ain't you. Exactly. I'm the middleman. Yeah. You know, I'm, I'm trying to help you at the end of the yeah, day. Sure. You know, so uh, I just get the information, related information, and things like that. Yeah. So, uh, you know, it's an interesting time working there for I sure. Bet. For sure. My last question is: Okay, so what is your end goal? Like in this, like, what do you? I don't want to say your dream job, but like, what is the thing right. you want to end? Like for me, is there even an end goal yeah. currently? Um. I don't know. I guess retirement is the is the goal, and I just want to move up the, the 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 ladder. I guess like I'm not somebody. I always say I'm not somebody who want to be rich. I don't need a Lamborghini and stuff like that. I do want to be good financially, but I think you know with that comes other streams of income and things like that. Uh, so that's primarily what I'm gonna be focusing on. Focusing on, I want to say okay. eventually, but again, just moving up. You know, I think becoming a, a manager, becoming a vice president, a director, mm-hmm. and, and stuff like that. Like this is what I want to do. And I think the goal is ultimately, you know, to just open the door for others. I mean, if I can help people and things like that, that's what I strive to do, you know, in any way possible. And uh, just connect these pages that I'm running and stuff like that with the community and things like that. Uh, that's what I strive to do within that and that thing. So wherever it takes me in that realm within Mm -hmm. social media, but I think for the most part within my career, it's just going up the food chain, you know, director, positions, 
vice president positions, all of that type of stuff. And other than that, you know, different incomes coming in. That 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 whole Bitcoin. <laughs> you know the vibes, bro. You know the vibes. You know the crypto vibes, man. So that's it. You got to get it one way or another. Facts, facts, facts. Well, that was like pretty much all we had for the little interview segment. Got you. That was real great, man. A lot yeah, of yeah. good gems dropped, all that good stuff. But that now we're going to transfer into our topic base because if you, I mean, I know you watched a couple of episodes, so you know you know the mm-hmm. vibes we try to get to. Everything is real random. It's Definitely. real topical. We do a lot of storytelling on here. Mm-hmm. So what we're going to get into right now is called the Lunchline Chatter. For those that don't know, I'm talking to people that might watch this because you in it, the new people that might watch it. Lunchline Chatter is what we came up with our name for like our news current events kind of stuff but we got a drop for it that ice t does news for you yes ice t saying he got news for us okay so um what we got here just one thing currently the, talk about the gas shortage man facts this i mean y'all the drivers so <laughs> <laughs> how has that shit been my Not nigga honestly have you prices been, like have you gone to a spot that has like no gas no nah. I mean, honestly, from what I know, the pipeline issue hasn't reached New York yet. Yeah, I don't, think, the pipeline, I don't think it affected us yet. The pipeline runs from some southern state to, like, I think right below Pennsylvania. So, right. like, the line literally looks like that. Okay. And, like, it doesn't really come to us, but it can affect us if it goes on too long. Yeah. And, right, like, you know what I'm saying? People got to come get gas from us to fill up. They spot, then gas going to get to, like, four. <laughs> 430, yeah, you know yeah. what I'm saying? I so, saw some crazy pictures. People filling up buckets. Yeah, yeah. like Tupperware. Not Tupperware. I'm like, I saw, yeah, this, yeah, I saw some Hold on, real quick. Put in the plastic bag. Wouldn't the gasoline, like, yes. no, yeah, do yeah. that Niggas shit? Like, yeah, I'm like, yo, real that don't quick, make no good sense. Good luck. I got, the good Bloomberg, luck. I got the Bloomberg app, and then one of the notifications I got, it said Colonial Pipeline paid nearly $5 million in ransom to hackers last week. So so they paid five million to to the because supposedly it's Russians that hacked this shit. I heard about that. Yeah, I heard something about that. I didn't yeah. read into it, but I, I think I probably saw that. Supposedly it's like Russians they that hacked a into this shit. for the gas. That's crazy. Yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, the world. Get, the first thing I thought about when I read this shit, like, because I thought it was fake until like I seen a couple people yeah, on no, Twitter like, "Yo, I'm dead. There's no gas at this station right now." I'm like, "What the fuck?" I thought about um the the Die Hard movie. The, right, the right, live right. for your die hard, whatever. Right. Nigga shut down the whole everything. I'm like, right. yo, like we might be in the end times. I'm not going for it. Like, nah, yeah, gas. Because I mean, before this even became like real news, like gas is already still like higher than it should be. Right. 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 It's getting up there. Yeah, like and it's, it's like because right now, usually in the summertime, it started going dwindling a little bit. You know what I'm saying? My thing is, yo, I think it goes up I, in if you summer. need it, you need it. Or you know, it, like, it might reverse. It might be reverse. But either way, it goes up in the summer and it goes down in the winter. I don't know how. It either works. way, it's it was, it was even in the wintertime, it was still higher than it really usually was, in right. my opinion. So I don't know what's going on. I mean, I, that that just shows how crazy America is. Because right, right, right. when there's yeah, a so shortage or something, niggas go stupid. Like, you saw what happened in the pandemic. Like, bro, people bought shit they didn't even need to last. Yeah, nobody. Saying, bought, like, crazy. canned goods. Niggas went and bought toilet paper. In like Georgia, right? That's where <laughs> yeah. it's at for the most part. Yeah. yeah. That's that's crazy, south, the South is, is, is nasty, bro. A lot of niggas was trolling the ones with the electric cars. Right, right, right. It's electric. electric. They up right now. I did not think about that. That's crazy. They not worried about that. That's jokes. They said it's no gas. He said it's electric. It's probably that's all a part of the plan, man. Facts. That's what I'm saying. Yo, I'm I told my coworker, it's Elon Musk, bro. It's, <laughs> it's that yeah, Elon Musk. Niggas that be paying Russians to do shit anyway. Bro, that's what I'm saying. Wicked, so they say, he right? don't have yeah, time. <laughs> it's a real sick world, I'm telling y'all. But um, with that being said, we're going to close that chapter. We're going to go into the cookie crumb segment. What we call cookie crumbs is basically... Wait, yeah? No, no, no. But it's basically like anything that deals kind of like... I want to say like relationship-y kind of like... 
men to women, you know, relations, things of that nature mm-hmm. go in this segment. I don't really have a real dynamite phrase for yeah, it, it's not but really. it's like whatever you think go in there. So, so I follow Lil Duval, you know, for the people that don't know, Lil Duval is a comedian. Um, and Smile, he, bitch. Facts. <laughs> right, and he right, posted right. a question. He I said, won a, I won a Grammy, right? I think so. Did it? Think Either it, it was nominated, nominated or yeah, oh, sure. That's crazy. Fuck. I just got played. His question was If you could afford it, how many women you think you could tolerate before going crazy? What you mean by that? Like, how many women you think you, or some you having to shit? How many girlfriends you think you could have if you could afford it at one time? If I could afford it? Yeah, before you like, nah, this Two. is too much. Two? It's a lot of personality. I'm trying to tell you, there's a lot of personality. If I could afford it, I'm going seven. Seven? I think I think money is a is a is a factor there, but I also think like the maintenance, you know. That's what I'm thinking about. If I could afford it, was was the operative phrase? What if you got two chill joints? Where it's like I could do a third one. You miss too much personalities. You feel me? It's just like that's true. I don't got that much time to talk to people. What happens if one has a problem with the other? Now you got to deal with all that. If I can afford. But it, you could keep them away have. from each other though. True. That's what I'm saying, right? You see, with these questions, you can always get deeper. Like, do they know about each other? Do they have to I'm know sure about each know other? About each other. Let's, say, let's just say they do. Right. I mean, let's you rich. You could tell right. them, like, yo, let's listen, again, I cash you. I cash you. Do they live? Do we live together? Let's say, let's say we do. Oh, nah, I'm definitely These are living, too. These are living, too. girlfriends. If my house is big enough, if I can afford it, I don't know how many seven. people I could live with, period. Like, yeah, one house that's another live. thing, facts. That's tough. I mean, I'm sure I'll get a maid to clean up and stuff like that, so, but, no. Yeah. I'm not trying to, I don't know, probably, like, I'm choosing two, my nigga. That's it. Seven. Wifey and a mistress. I deal with you Sunday. I think like if somebody said three would be reasonable. I deal with you Mondays. I'm not mad at three. Wednesday, you Thursday, it's seven. Sometimes that third one, feel me, it just be throwing off the vibe. I'm not going to front. Yeah, sometimes you may not want to see Tuesday. Sometimes you may just not want to see her. She got you mad. That's That's when the money comes in. Now you buy or something. So you dealt with her for that day. Now maybe you mad or you just don't want to see her. Now you got to go to your vacation house or something. I don't want to buy her any. I don't want to do anything. She got me mad, bro. But like, the operative word that. is if you can afford it. I can afford to ignore her. I can okay. afford to be mad at her. <laughs> <laughs> and I feel you right, right. It is. Yeah. Oh, you, you Seven is crazy, bro. That's a starting five Seven's and two crazy. role players. That's a lot. That does. That's a lot. Two role players is a but lot. If you can afford it, if you can afford <laughs> it, you can afford it. Coming <laughs> off the bench. Right, right. Yeah, that's tough. That's oh, tough. man. Oh, man. All right. So we're going to close that segment out. Closing out Cookie Crumbs. We're going to head into our microphone check. All right, what the topic we got for microphone check is? So, <clears throat> T-Pain, he posted this uh, tweet that I've been saying for like the last seven years of my my life. And I'll quote, the producers are the ones that deserve all the clout because y'all really don't be liking these songs. Y'all just like the beats. When you hear a mm-hmm. certain producer's tag, you don't give a fuck who's on it because you know you're going to like the beat. Give them they flowers for real. And I just want to know if y'all agree with this. Should producers... Get more flowers, or rather, do you think producers should get more credit than the artists sometimes? Then the artists, no, but they definitely deserve a little more recognition. I'm gonna take this a little right, not even a left, but right, because I have family that is an engineer, mm. and that's mm. a super mm. important. Because I'm talking about the engineers. My that's cousin's an engineer. He works that's out of fact. out of Virginia, mixed by Mooch. Shout out Mooch. Um, like. Like he's, they're still fighting for credit on the like the, the shit song, on the yeah. songs, bro. Like the, you gonna get your producer credit, you mm. gonna get your tag or whatever. Mm-hmm. Like you know what I'm saying. But 
going back to producers, you know what I'm saying? They definitely should get more credit because a lot of, the, especially for, like you said, today, we really don't be liking like what the what song is saying. The beat go hard, but like the artist, he has to find a way or she has to find a way to, you know, no homo ride the beat, you know what I'm saying? So like that has to give, That's what I was gonna that, say. I, you have to give credit to that too. So I don't Sometimes say more. Sometimes the producer, like, Helps them do that. That's, that's true. Like, but as I said, it's more than a producer. Yeah, engineer, like, but I mean, if we're talking about just it. producers that deal with the beat, or are we talking about producer in full? That like, could that be a whole? real producer? Pro- a producer, real producer. Pro- so me. in that case, but then it's I more mean, than a producer behind behind the track too. It's not true, just, true. So that's what I'm saying. The engineer, anybody, I don't know the ins and outs, but whoever mixing it, all that stuff, I think it's you know. They, they get a, I feel like we've done a good that. job though of giving them like depending on who you are obviously like if you're still making a name for yourself you're not gonna get that much credit you're still making a name for yourself but like ever since like you know DJ Khaled does what he was doing like I feel like niggas like Metro for me DJ Esco like, I feel like DJ Khaled right, curated right, 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 like, right. like a lot like, he definitely right. curated yeah, yeah. Mafia like Southside like this hey, whole, not that good all, all, all these producers the like you, you, they have clout like I think they have enough clout where like for me like they do and a couple of them is even becoming rappers and stuff like that I mean it's been happening but I feel like more so now than ever mm-hmm. like like I've definitely T-Pain I feel like is thinking about when his era. Now nah, he's I mean, just but, in general. But then bro. again, I don't know. But that's where one thing I from. can't speak to is the money, the splits right now. I don't know what. Oh, like maybe he's right. talking credit as in notoriety and maybe the money as maybe. well. You know what maybe, I'm saying? Because I don't know what the what the check splits is like. I know it's a weird thing that go on between artists and yeah. producer when you sometimes make a track. Sometimes it just be like a like a payment, like a one time one time payment. Sometimes no it's a recurring. You know what I'm saying? I don't know what goes into this. I don't. I'm not a music business guy. I don't hate, but there's music mm-hmm. that I hear. When I hear it, I'm like, yo, bro, this just wasn't it. But the beat was crazy. Sweetie right, makes right, a career right. off that. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> and pretty privileged too. And right. um, right. I forgot what they call it. It's like uh, nostalgia. Like she yeah. plays right, a right, nostalgia right. thing yeah, too. Yeah, yeah. yeah we, they gonna say we hate nostalgia. women. I think they call right. it like, nostalgia and stuff like that. Yeah, 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 like, yeah, nigga, yeah. I, the thing is, I hate. We gonna get to this too about facts coming off as. Like hate. hate or like we like oh, like yeah. her that's a fact about her like she takes yeah. her best songs are remakes but OD. I just wanted to speak to we don't hate women here I and I think like uh, the flow is important too like mm-hmm. the beat is cool but also the flow and you the the artist probably made the flow yeah. more yeah, times yeah. Than the nah, even so. sometimes with um certain flows like they, they just don't be saying shit they be right, flowing right. that's what I was gonna say like for the most part it's like eh, how many songs are we listening to for lyrics I think that's the point that he was trying to get but at the same time it's the flow you know who so, could flow with that be the best sometimes the beat sometimes though like the it'd be hard to like depending on the flow it's hard for them to flow because the beat like basically depending on the rapper their flow makes the beat because the beat right, could be right, so right. simple that the flow makes the beat yeah it's right. like that's that's what like one hit like, wants to watch the other that's yeah what it like is, niggas bro. like big scar and like these other people like i'll be listening to them and i'm just like yo like i find it like even like tiger big sean too like i find it amazing that sometimes like the beat could be so simple but like their flow really makes the song, mm. cause like the beat could be a real like could probably be like two three notes in that mm-hmm. shit. No funny Sex. shit. Like sidebar. That's the first time Ray. That's the first time Ray has ever bigged up Big Sean and Tiger. Like, <laughs> I always say Big Sean has flow. Nah, Ray likes Tiger. Don't you like Tiger? No, I don't like Big Sean. Not Tiger. I don't like Big Sean either. But I say always say he has flow and he bodies his features. That's it. I've always heard Somebody you just say he's like Tiger. I think it was Fredo. Yeah. Oh nah. 
Okay, so it's Cali legend, low key. Cali legend. Cali legend. Niggas are trying to make it seem like he. But with the with that uh same question, it's like uh the hot nigga beat, you know, even I think Lloyd Banks was on that yeah. beat before Bobby Shmurda, Facts. and you would say that Lloyd Banks is a better rapper than Bobby Shmurda, right? So it's like why he didn't pop off if that beat was if it was the beat. Because again, what do you I mean we we had to dance to it though. It was gonna say you had to dance to it. Right, right. It was really the dance that put Bobby over the over the hump and niggas wanted wanted that again new just more than the more than the beat more yeah. than the person who made the beat you know yeah. so it's the flow Shout it's all the extra beat. stuff you know and that engineer or that producer probably was yo chill students do that you know so yeah like that's like so I guess what we got garnered from this is that everything all encompassing needs to be highlighted every time a song comes out that's like a fact. we need to highlight the artist highlight the producer <laughs> highlight everybody. the engineer everybody involved needs to be known and like on the Flex. track on the everyone credit needs their credit man yeah exactly and there's a different reason why something is hot mm-hmm. each time it's a case by case basis mm-hmm. for sure for sure so right we're gonna close out the microphone check with that so now we're gonna get into a power packed free free segment <laughs> our free free segment not even get through all this. Yeah. our free free segment is basically anything it's anything we want to talk about any random topic for those that don't know I feel like this drop I just got speaks to the situation ongoing that's popular right now on social media, which we're going to kind of dive into. Not really. So. How the fuck would you show me something if I couldn't have it? (laughs) (laughs) So I think that drop really goes into this. So uh, we're going to start here with it. So friendships and business. Like, where do you even want to start with friendship and business, Ray? Um... Because, I mean, I have a lot to say about friendship and business, but I want you to start where you wanted to start at. Well, with friendships and business, you know, obviously, with everything going on popular, this comes from, you know, the whole Joe Budden thing and everything. But I wanted to dive deeper into, like, basically, when when it comes to friendship and business, I personally feel, depending on how strong the friendship is, I feel like it could coincide. That's just me personally. Depending on how strong the the friendship is between you and your counterparts. Okay. But I can understand why they don't mix because sometimes, you know, you know, they say you put a whole bunch of money in front of somebody, you're going to see how they really act. You don't know. Just like if you want to talk about a whole different spectrum, sometimes even living with your friends could like, for me, just drive you, drive people apart. I've experienced it. For me. So, I mean, I always say like with friendships and business, like I said, to me, they could, I feel like they could coincide depending on how strong the friendship is. But I was more so talking about like when people do fall off, like if you have a group of friends, mm-hmm. when people do fall off, how does that affect the group now? Because it's like, I mean, we've experienced it even amongst our own, like for a little transparency, we've experienced this amongst our own friends group. Between certain people, you feel me, they fell out. I recently have fallen out with somebody, feel me? It's more so like how does it affect the group? Because it's like, we know we're all going to see each other eventually. Mm-hmm. How do we avoid it being, can we avoid it being awkward? Can we move past it? Can we be cordial? Like, how does this like how does this work? Especially like I feel like this, especially amongst men, because I feel like women know how to cover this more. I'm not gonna lie, I'm not trying to hate. I actually commend them. Like they're able to be more cordial. I feel like women are able to be more cordial than us. Like men is more so like I think so because I feel like sometimes with men it's more so like we either avoid it or we just like it's cutting ties. Like for me, like we're not even gonna. I'm not gonna be in the same room as that person. Mm-hmm. So the same thing as avoiding, but. It's more so like, I feel like niggas don't know how to be as cordial as we think. Mm-hmm. So I just wanted perspective, like, based on, like, even our own experiences, like I said. All right. So, I mean, I'll take it here. So when it comes to specifically friendship and business, I don't believe that 
they really mix. I do think the friendship can make the business stronger. I'll say that. But I don't think they mix together. I think business has to be straightened out beyond the friendship first. So, like, to be... To relate it to us, like we've always talked about, we're not making any money right now off this. But when we do, uh, um, hopefully, and when we do, like we have to just split. Is it four? We have to. I thought it was five. Ah, oh, there you go. There you go. Right there. <laughs> See, that's what I'm saying. I don't know. There you go. Four, five. They ain't left somebody out. You know what I'm saying? It's like now you got to start really talking and like really having matter of fact discussions because you can't be like, yo, we boys, this is how it was supposed to go. It doesn't work that way. You know what I'm saying? And like, if we have even outside people, because like it could be a situation where like somebody might fuck with Ray and not really fuck with us like that. And Ray might have to break us off a piece of what he's getting. You know what I'm saying? You never know. So like business has to be taken care of first before we can um, add the friendship aspect to it. So that's where I stand with that. People now, also start getting nitpicky too because they could be like, oh, you're not pulling as much weight as me. So I right, feel like I should get paid more. Right, right. So not, yeah, that's that's what I was kind of going to get into too. So I think that it can coincide personally. Maybe I'm just optimistic about it. I think it depends on the relationship mm-hmm. because I feel like, uh, like I was, me and my brother, we go at it all day, you know, uh, but it's funny we say the same thing. So it's like, you can do it because he knows, it's like he was trying to call me snaky when I was trying to talk about stuff in like a real estate, potential real estate deal where it's like, um, I think if you come up front, the issue that we was having, like if you come up front and you spell it out, this is what we're getting, this is what we're not getting, you know, you have no issues, you know. That's why I'm saying business might need to be taken care of up front. Right. I mean, that's usually how it's supposed to be Right, but like like you said, I think it it, it gets like that, but the unknown is when everything goes south for whatever reason, you know, and I think that what we was having a a discussion about and and a miscommunication came in where it's like, what's the equity? And again, things that should be dealt with up front, but is one person the leader is one person. So, you know, if you're doing, if you're doing, doing real estate, and let's say all three of you guys wanted to put in for a house, you know, and only his name was gonna be on a on a lease or right. on a or on a mortgage or whatever. Now, asking you guys a question, does he deserve more equity? So in like the Joe Budden podcast where he's like the leader or he's the person with the idea or the person that got the best credit or whatever, like mm-hmm. he's you know, mm-hmm. when you know, I'm not even gonna get into the details, yeah, but yeah. when you put your name on that contract stuff, it's a lot. When you're buying a property, it's a lot of stuff, a lot of money that's dealt with. You know, so would you want to would you be okay with a person saying, hey, I'm a leader. I need more equity. Me personally, like I said, this is why I feel like amongst friends, this should work because it's like at least the way I'm operative. How, if you can be really if you can be real with your friends, then like, are we really friends for me? Right, so right, like, right. I feel like that ties into it. And also like niggas got to know when they got to fall in line. Oh, shit. Feel me? Like I said, like I said, it, we. If we being real transparent, like I said, I'm not gonna call you the host of this show, you but you, essentially but you essentially keep us on track, so we don't. I'll be what you call an A mic. Yeah. I am the feel me. So like, if it came to business and stuff like that, and you know A mics get more XYZ. money than B mics and shit like that, I wouldn't be mad because I fall in line. I know I can't lead this shit. So I'm not gonna act like I can because I can't. I'm happy that I'm happy that now, you're here. Now, now let me cut you off. Now, now, yo, we go, we we go, we, we scream forever. But now you come in and you say, yo, now nah, on three, three ways evenly. 
I personally would wouldn't do that. No, nah, I'm not even just hypothetical. That's what I'm saying. You got one because that's what that's I what I was telling him. That's, that's why we can go back and forth because it, you got one person like this, you got one person like that. So now what, what's the median? I think it really, it, yeah, it really, friends, it really like, comes down to transparency. Right, like, being that honest. Me, I've known these niggas since 2009, 2010. So it's nothing I feel like we can't talk about. Right. Niggas could yell at each other, and at the end of the day, if we come to a conclusion, at the end, everything that happened before it was well worth it. But we. If we need to sit down and have a conversation about something, whether it be crunching numbers or whatever the case, I feel like we would be able to do that, like without any issue I, at all. I think um It also sounds good until you're actually in the Right. Moment. I mean, granted, I'll put this on whack just for now. Like he brought the brought the idea of obviously me being A Mike and A Mike's getting paid more. Like honestly, keep it a being when this whole thing, like this whole idea came together because one, two, three, four, and then Reem when we had him. I yeah. mean, obviously Reem would be different, but like we came together and put something together. So I would never sit there and like let somebody physically pay me more than y'all just because I I do this part of the show. Like, yeah. you know that's because the type of person. Yeah, that's me. Y'all know I don't really care about money that much yeah, to yeah. be on some like, nah, yeah, I definitely need that. Like it's not that's not it's, me. It's like this, you know, sometimes mm-hmm. you just shouldn't do business with somebody. Mm-hmm. Like that's, that's that's just what it is. We think to I wanna be a leader, you wanna be a leader. Cause I told my brother, if I wanna be a leader, if I come to you with the idea and say, yo, this is what it is. I just need your money, you know, because we be both getting perks. We both getting perks, you know. If somebody sued to the property, your name not on is only his name, so you could just. I, like I lost solid, my ten thousand dollars. You like so, a solid partner, right? It could like yeah. you know that could be a possibility. Yeah, yeah. So it's like you you cut all ties. You only lost five thousand, two thousand dollars. You done, you know. But him, he lost that money, and now he's and fighting all of this. Yeah, so yeah. again, somebody may be like, like he was saying, he was like, Yo, I'm not budging. I want to put my name on that paper then. But sometimes it just don't work. You know, the vision, if you came and you was the leader, sometimes it don't work. And I think that that's one thing. Because like you said, we could talk about it all. You know, and that's why I say where it's like, bro, you think I'll snake you? Like like you said, if you're your man, if that's yeah, your yeah. man, man, if that's your brother, your family, you're going to keep it 100. You're yeah. going to say everything. And if when you're doing business, I told them, you know, you say everything up front. I'll present the plan. And then when I get to speak, I'm going to let you know, y'all, I don't think that's fair. I don't like that. I want fifty percent or thirty percent of the cut, yeah. and you know y'all go from there. And unfortunately, like I said, the unknown of I don't know how somebody gonna act when shit goes south. When that when that tenant not paying rent, you know what's gonna happen when right. I get that big bag and right. somebody say, "Yo, no, nah, I want this amount of money." Yeah. What's gonna happen? Right, and I I want to exit there because I don't want to stay here too too long because we do have other things to go on to. But I do want to segue into our next question, which was, "Is respect earned or given?" And I'll start this off. I do think respect is given until you lose it. And then after that point, you then have to earn it back from me personally. Either you earn it back or you don't. Like for me, mm. I'm going to, if I don't know you personally, like I didn't know this Sean before he walked into this room. Yeah. But he has my respect. Right, just off, right, the, right. off the strength of just being y'all friend or whatever. He has my respect. Even if I didn't know him walking across the street, like I'm going to give him right, my right. respect. But at the end of the day, if he crossed me, then you lost it. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So th- I think respect is in a sense given. It's not really earned. I, I concur. Um, I give the same amount of respect that I do for a dude that's opening the door at McDonald's to a dude that's driving the train. You know what I'm saying? Like Everybody gets the same amount of respect from me personally. Um, and Again, like what you said, it all comes back to what you do to me. Right. Or how you react to other people or whatever the case is. Yeah, I think in that sense, like, yeah, it's, it's you know, it's given, I guess y'all would say, right? Yeah, yeah. Uh, but I think in other instances, like it's earned. Like if we if we at the basketball court, you gotta you gotta yeah. earn that respect. It's, it's a I guess that's it's a different. It's, mode. I think we talk about skills, yeah. skill set. Now you gotta mm-hmm. earn it. You know, I gotta see something. That's competition. You know? Like feel me? That's like right. a different. That's 
Right, that's when it's when it's competition spectrum. based, yeah. it's like yo, man, you know, I, I respect you in a kind way and things like that. But all right, you know, how much do I? I'm not saying I, I respect your work. You know, again, being kind, but again, mm. like you, you, you yeah, that's I respect that you're here. Right, but now I just have to. For me, I have to destroy you now. Right. You, gotta, you, gotta, yeah, you, you gotta, gotta earn your to respect. Me, like, you know what I'm saying? That that you you belong here. You know what I'm yeah. saying? So you being because you you wasn't the best kid in high school. So would you say like? Teachers had to earn your respect. I mean, mm-hmm. I, teachers definitely had to earn. I was respect. gonna say, like, yeah, like, <laughs> I've had two, three classes with Ray. I'm at the point, you know, for me, maturity and stuff like that. I, I concur with y'all. Mm-hmm. I feel, I feel like there's a there's a certain level of respect that everyone is obligated to. Right. For me, across the board, manners. For me, yes, thank you, please, all that. For me, that's that's me right, being right, respectful. Right, 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 for right, me, right, right. but to answer your question, I definitely wasn't always like that. Mm-hmm. I mean, I was respectful as far as manners and stuff are concerned, but. I, I was always like, I don't want to say a tester, but like yeah, because wasn't you the, per- the person poking? Yeah, like I got I gotta just what, like, what I gotta see because I don't like pushovers. If I feel like I could push get up like get a one up on you, like if I know that mm-hmm. I'm going to expose that all the time. For <laughs> <laughs> so me, like I'm going to like I, if I know I could get over on you. The way I was back then, it's like, mm-hmm. nigga, why would I not do that for right, me? Right, like, right. especially with teachers. But like, once I really realized I can't get over on you, like I'm like I can't. There's no way around this. Mm-hmm. Then it's like, I bet you've definitely earned my respect. So I definitely had to like, even in friendships, like I said, like in, to this day, I can know if I'm going to vibe with someone. It only takes like five or 10 minutes because right. I'm not changing myself for me. Like I know who I am. I like to joke around. Some people for me, they don't jo- joke certain ways for mm-hmm. me. So once mm-hmm. I realize like we're not connecting on that joking level, mm-hmm. it's like, I right, like for me, I, I got to keep you from afar. So like right. I still respect you. But we can't get into certain yeah, conversations. Yeah, for me, it's just, it's just not like that. For me, mm-hmm. that's that's where I've come to now. For sure. So that's how I am. Like I used to have be the type of person that niggas had to earn my respect. But like now, it's just like like I said, like everyone is obligated to a certain level of respect across the board, no for matter sure, who you sure. are. All right. So the next question we had up on top of the board was, what is self sabotaging, and how do you avoid it? That's tough. I feel like you stuck in your ways. I mean, I'll speak to this and be transparent. I feel like I've been self-sabotaging for the past probably year. I'll be honest. Who are you telling? I feel like I've been stopping myself because of whatever. Like, I don't even know if it's probably just comfortability. Mm -hmm. Right now, I'm at a job that it's not paying me great money, but it's more than I've ever made. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? So, like, Mm -hmm. I feel like me leaving that and taking a chance and just being, quote, unquote, broke or whatever, like, I don't want to go back to that. Feel Mm -hmm. me? Like, it was a point in time where I was unemployed for, like, six, seven months just Mm -hmm. sitting in my bed doing nothing you know what I'm saying so and I kind of want to go into a whole new lane after I leave this job so it's just like I kind of am in a sense scared but like I'm self-sound because I'm not even looking I'm really not even trying to like garner these skills or like like you said do the work you know what I'm saying that's to me self-sabotaging I'm trying to snap myself out of it like I've been like internalizing it trying to like work through it you know Inner in on my inward self, but I guess me talking about it actually feels a little better right now. Nah, yeah, but, definitely. That's what it helps me for okay, sure. Talking but like, about this shit just helps. I've definitely been in that mode for maybe the last not a year, maybe like eight months. You know what I'm saying? So I just have piece the only piece I had. Yeah, I mean, I, I relate to you, OD, because I mean, I feel like self sabotage, self sabotage is some shit I always suffer from. Like, for me, I, I didn't know what it was until recently. Like, for me, you know, you, I've never heard what self sabotage is, but once mm-hmm. I realized, like, it's basically you being detrimental to yourself. I mean, you're in your own head. Mm-hmm. Talking your own self out of poly opportunities 
that you probably for me could have had and for whatever reason in your head it's like you talk yourself out of it right, and also the same way like like he was saying like you had to put in the work too mm-hmm. and you probably self-sabotaging your way out of putting in work like you just feel me somehow some way it's like oh like, like I might told put in yourself, the work and it's not gonna be worth you it you told yourself like no that. before anybody else could even tell you no exactly like, that's basically what it is and like <laughs> like I think it was Denzel or something like basically niggas gotta learn how to fall forward feel me like you gotta not be scared to attempt it but also not be scared to fail and I feel like that statement is still something I'm grasping on cause it's like I've never heard like that shit sounds weird to me still mm-hmm. like scared to fail Failing is bad, but it puts like a positive connotation on it because it's like you tried. Yeah, mm-hmm. feel me. Like right. I think that's exactly what it is. You know, a lot of people are just scared to fail. You know, it happens to me too. You know, it's a lot of things that you know I could capitalize on and things like that. And you just overthink things, you know. And I think that that's what it is. And a lot of people and somebody told me that about myself. You know, a lot of things that I think about and when I'm playing this stuff, I always think about the negatives. And I think that that's you know to an extent you got to do that, you know, and say, all right, what if this, what if that. But especially, I think it's just probably a little bit more sillier if you're thinking like, oh, I don't want to be embarrassed and stuff like that. My brother tell me it's funny because we talk about people just trying to do like skits or whatever and stuff like that. And he like, yo, you laughing, you know, but it's people out there that relate to that, that like that stuff, you know, it's so many things, there's so many people out there, you know, that people, and this is, I guess, speaking specifically to like content creation kind of where it's like, there's so many people that relate to you, you know, Um, it's just about, right, right, right. It's always somebody who relate to you, you Mm -hmm. know, and it's a bunch of people. It's not just two people in the world, you know what I mean? So it's like, it's just getting that reach out. And I think uh, just, like I said, not overthinking, but it's the fear because I I suffer for that same thing. Now you could really be your worst enemy. No, that's, you, that's like you the, probably are your own worst enemy, yeah. to be honest. That's like, why they say sometimes you just got to do it. Mm-hmm. You know, like you just got to do it. I always thought about getting in front of the camera and stuff like that and, and, and you know, capitalizing on that and my platform and stuff like that. And I did it. I got it. I, I did a video on TikTok. It got like over 160 views or something like that. So that shit was good for me. I'm like, oh, had me hype. Mm-hmm. And I'm just like, y'all going. been missing out, you know, and, and, and clearly a lot of people just mess with you when you, you know, being yourself. Yeah. So. For sure. That's one thing I'll give women. Like, I feel like they they know how to look at things in a more positive light than niggas. Like, naturally, I feel like niggas... We're more matter of fact. Yeah. Like, they're a little mm-hmm. more like... They don't think as Optimistic. linear... They don't think as linear as men Which do. is... I mean, I commend them for it. Because it's mm-hmm. like, they know how to see the positive in the world. When niggas like us, it's just like, nah, I don't see... Now, you a negative Nancy. <laughs> right. I'm only a negative Nancy. For me, I'm a realist. I call it being... Like, for me, me like too, you said, me a, too, me too. a That's fact a, is a fact. Same thing with me. For me, I can't... It's like the Russians for me there's no gas for me, like, I'm not gonna act like for me there's no gas out in the world like there's a possibility one day I might wake up within the next month and I might not be able to find gas right, that's kind of sure. scary I'm not gonna find it I feel that I feel that but moving on moving on Um, next question we had off here this is this is actually my question is ignorance really bliss or is it better to know the truth now, I pondered this question. I've actually had this on my topic list for, like, months, and I haven't really had a chance to bring it out. I just felt like it didn't fit the show we were doing. But either way, it's like, my thing is, like, because people say, you know, ignorance is bliss, da 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 But I'm like, is it really better to not know about something? But didn't you say, like, from a past comment that you said that you didn't like knowing certain things, like... You 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 had you had too much access to to information or something like, like that. Like no, I said that like we as a generation have too much access to just too much information, and like I was it saying could be that. Right or wrong. That's what I'm saying. Like this kind of goes twofold. You know what I'm saying? Whereas we have we have access to a lot of information, so a lot of things that we 
we end up having problems with and all these movements and all that stuff come from just having so much information, whereas now our inf- our we're focused in so many places because there's so many things to look at. I think it, it honestly depends on the situation. Like, I'm okay with being ignorant to something if I want to learn it and mm-hmm. if I'm being taught it. You know, there's n- nothing wrong with being with being taught new things. But when it comes to, like, <clears throat> like basic human rights and stuff mm-hmm. like that, like, there's no reason why you should be ignorant to those type of situations. So case by case. Yeah. At least um, yeah, I think it's definitely case by case and, and, you know, whatever we're talking about there. But I think in the grand scheme of things... I think I do lean towards ignorant of ignorance is bliss because I think to ask the question a different way is like, you know, would you have something and have it taken away or not have it at all? And I think I would not have, I, I think I would rather not have it at all because you don't know what that. you're missing, you know? So if you don't know what's out there, you know, you, you don't know. But, you know, of course, I think when it comes to like culture and stuff like that, it's like, all right, you may not know. And sometimes, you know, that could be a disadvantage to some people, you know, where it's like, yo, they truly don't know. And I, and I, Sometimes try to cut people slack, you know, whenever it comes up. But sometimes people just don't know. And I think that that's just the, the, the miscommunication in life, you know. A lot of things is understanding, you know. So if you don't understand somebody, you should try to get to know them. But for the most part, I'd rather just not experience something. If it's, if it's bad, I don't know if it's good. I'd rather not You're going to be tight, you know now, or something like that. Like, damn. Sometimes you could drive yourself crazy trying to feel me. Exactly. Like, you get exposed to something, and now exactly. you feel me, all the questions... There's certain questions, like, is there a God? How does it feel after death? Like, people spend the rest of their lives. <laughs> right, right. You feel me? Yeah, yeah like, right. Because when I think of this question, I think of the Matrix scene, when the nigga was like, would you rather the red pill or the blue pill? Right, right, and I'm right. just like, before, I used to really want to know everything. Right. And now that I basically have a good grasp of everything, <laughs> I don't want to know right. shit, bro. Because, like yeah, I said, right. we feed into, like I said, the negative Nancy. Like, that shit makes you hopeless, bro. Like how much times, how much documentaries have I watched where the government did some shit on purpose to basically kill niggas for money? Mm-hmm. And now it just makes me feel like, bro, like we're living in a helpless society. Like that's how I be thinking about this shit right, like this. Right, right. And it's like, yo, I would have much rather just like not knowing this shit. For like, sure. I be, I'm a, I seek so much knowledge since I was young. But now I feel like I just know too much. Like, I wish I could take all this shit back. I'm no, not going front. 100%. There's would, mad stuff I wish I didn't know. Would you guys uh, like to know what day you're going to die? No. Um, nah. I'm 50-50 on that. No, I don't <laughs> want to know. Nobody want to know? You want to know? You would know? You know? Why you want to know? Because Mike, Mike, Mike. Because I'd want to do all the wild shit possible <laughs> before I die. Before I'm wilding out. I feel you. Yeah. That's, that's a respect. What about you, though? Um, I don't think I want to know again. I think I'm an ignorance is bliss type yeah. of person because you. But it, it's pros and cons because, like somebody says, like you could do whatever the fuck you want. You could go skydiving. You could be driving a hundred miles power on the road, and you know you're not. <laughs> you know, but like I said, I said you know you may be in a car that you're not gonna die. I mean, you can still get paralyzed. You know, it's details. But like you may not die. Somebody else may die. Like, you, you could still, be walking you know, down the block and some shit just hit you in your head. That's it. Like, so, right. But like, to know you're not gonna die, yes, I would. I would do a lot of sh- I don't know. I would Bro, do a lot of stuff. I would rob a bank and leave my family all the bread. <laughs> I'm dead the next day. <laughs> I, I get you. you lock me, I'm dead. So I get you. That's probably how you die. 
Trying to that's hide the bread. <laughs> trying to hide the bread. That's how you die. You thought like, yeah, I knew the day. You might even try to cheat your own death after that. Some final destination shit for me. That's the. That's not what you want to probably end up doing. You still want to try to do that shit. You the best doctors with the stolen bread. Nah, it's gonna work. Until you have a heart attack. Until yeah. the doctor yeah. stabbed you in your head or some shit. <laughs> that's what I'm Like, damn, you had an Ed doctor or something. <laughs> <laughs> you doctor never know how it's gonna come to you, bro. You never know. What was that doctor, Doctor Kavorkian, that that be killing people with shit? Oh, like on purpose? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, it's Dr. Kevorkian. Yep. Facts. You don't want that. All right, so. No, no, no. That, that's <laughs> different, though. Because them niggas were in pain. Like, they were oh, dying. Facts, 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 like, facts, facts, They facts. wanted to die. <laughs> they actually wanted to die. That's what He's pulling the plug, basically. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, he just helps them. All right, so what we going to do, we're going to end it right here on this last question. Um, what is, We're going to end it on a real positive note. What is something you've accomplished as an adult that your younger self would be proud of? I, me personally is going away to college and actually finishing. Um, in my neighborhood, no funny shit. Everybody that I grew up with, probably me and two other people, are the only ones that went to college. Mm. I think I'm the only one that graduated. Like in my neighborhood, bro. Mm. Like growing up, college wasn't a thing. I feel like our generation is what made college cool. Mm. Like in the, in the grand scheme of in things, sense, yeah. Because um, when I was 13, 12, nigga. There wasn't really people around me that was coming back from college and shit like that. I had a couple cousins here and there, but you know what I'm saying? So definitely going away to college and finishing. Um, I'm probably going to say the same shit. Like I said, college, bro. Like I said, I'm a first generation kid. For me, you know, nobody in my family went to college. I think they went to like trade school and shit like that. So nobody went to college, let alone graduated. So I did both. <laughs> so I could have these. For me, it's probably the hardest thing I ever had to do in my life. No lie. Like, but I did it. So I'm happy I did it. Yeah, mm-hmm. and, I, and I think for me, like I said, just being in, in these companies and stuff like that is something that my younger self would be proud of, you know, uh, taking these risks. But going back, I think you had mentioned high school. Like, I graduated high school with a 67 overall GPA. Nigga, just me. You know, yeah. I mean, I always knew the work. I was just disruptive, yeah. quote yeah. unquote. College. You know, right. So, um, you know, I turned it around. I started in community college and stuff like that. You know, I, I never, even know that. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. I went to Bronx Community College okay. and then I transferred and stuff like that. And nobody would think, you know, that. I would be doing what I'm doing and yeah, stuff you like know, that. Man. So, uh, you it's know. not how you start. Right, you right, finish. right. So, uh, definitely, I would say that. Um, younger self, myself at the young age, probably proud because, like, I've done things that I probably didn't even imagine at a young age I'd ever be doing. You know what I'm saying? Because when I was younger, I always thought, like, I'd be, like, 6'2". So I thought I'd be playing ball. Like I, my mom always tell me, like, yeah, you're gonna be taller than your pops. My pops six feet flat. Mm. My brother, the little that I know, little, I was gonna say, my yeah, brother, brother is like six it. one. But mm. that happens in my family. I didn't really peep the lineage till I looked at him. Like all the younger siblings get mad big. Right, like even right, my father right. is the youngest out of his sibling. Oh. So like you know, what I'm saying that's how it worked. But either way, like I stepped into things I just didn't think I would do. Like I ain't never think I would dance. Especially I danced in high school. That I danced in college. I did not see that coming at all. I did not see this podcast coming at all. You know what I'm yeah, saying? So. This podcast. I just been, I've been just stepping into different things. You know what I'm saying? Like I fake, I don't model, but like I fake be doing a photo shoot thing here and there. So it's like, you know what I'm saying? Like I just stepped into different realms. And like when I was a kid, I was kind of scared to step out of a certain box. Like I knew basketball and that was pretty much it. Like yeah, he sports. was a little shy nigga too. I remember the first time I met him, yeah, he I was in the corner of math class, bro. Nigga like four nine, <laughs> like not talking to nobody and shit like that. Now look at you, man. Did we play ball the first like we and, met each other? Yeah, 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 yeah. That nigga wasn't shot when I met him. <laughs> I mean, but ball was ball, like you know what I'm saying. Like yeah, I knew true. I could play, so the I was like, zone. yeah, yeah, like, that was that. But like, you know what I'm saying. Actually, you know what? Fuck it. For content purposes, we gonna throw this in here. If we gotta cut Let's something, we gotta it. cut Let's something. Right. But because we still got a little time, last topic of the night. 
Would you let your kid become a cop? Uh, I would. We actually yeah talk, I switched it talk, up. Talking behind the scenes, we upped we upped it. Oh. It was like, would you rather? What would you rather? Your son or daughter to be a cop mm-hmm. or go in the army? Cop. I'm choosing army. I'm good off the army. I might. I'm even know the answer still, bro. I dad can't because I really don't want to send you to the army, but I dad don't want to. I'm dragging the army. Ain't no place in in, in, for a black man in the army. That's true. Yeah, no. There's no black man to be a cop too, really though. Like it isn't, but ah. John Singletary, y'all talking about favorite directors and stuff. That's my dude. Oh, that nigga, yeah, facts. R.P. man. But yeah, bro. Nah, because my my cousin actually said that to me. Like he said, there's no there's no place there's no place in the um. For in, in the army for a black man, as like in the military and shit like that. Um, so I guess I would pick. I feel like there's no place for <sighs> it's like either or, bro. bro yeah, bro, you got a job, that's what you want to do, bro. You chose your path. I'm not mad you at you, be bro. Nah, I'm not mad at you. Just be a good cop, that's all. Yeah, if you one of the bad ones, if you one of the suckers, yeah. where it's like you just, you know, you know, terrorizing, right? If you terrorizing doing that other stuff, then I can't, I can't jack that. But if you, you know, yeah. upstanding, you trying to change the vision, I'm with it. I'm down for that. I guess I was choosing the army because, like, the army is like either or not the, bad. But though. before boot, like after boot camp, depending mm-hmm. on how long you sign up for me, it'll be two years and you're done. You still reap the benefits and everything after right. that. Da, 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 da. I guess if somehow the country goes into nah, a go crazy serve your war. country. Why you don't go be acting? See, everybody got the plan. And y'all <laughs> nah, I'm, just, I'm just saying, and get out. I'm gonna do basic. Nah, I just feel like it's more country. Like you being a cop, like you gotta do that shit for 20 years before right. you get your pension and shit like that. Right. From you actually risking your life for 20 years, depending on what it is you want to do. Army, right. you're risking your life, but it's a means to an end if you really. Don't want to make a career out of it. Personally, mm-hmm. I'm not trying to go to war. No, I hear you. Not I mean, yet. I'm not that's a superhero not either. I'm not a hero. Like, that's why I'm not a cop. Yeah. Or I, I'm not a lifesaver. Don't call me. <laughs> don't call me. Nah, I don't want to. <laughs> I always said law. if, if nothing works law. out of my life, be a, I'm going to be a bad cop. Bro. I'm going to be a bad cop. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm, Man, so I'm not going to be a cop. I'm going to be a bad cop. But I'm not going to last I'm not gonna last long. Because I'm only gonna be fucking with white people. It's over. Oh, that's a bad cop. That's what I'm saying. I'm not gonna last long. Because it's a lot. What's the length you gonna go? That's what I'm saying. Denzel on training day, or are you just gonna be, you know, terrorizing? I'm gonna just give, like, in in shameless, I'm gonna be like Carl. I'm gonna just give mad rich people tickets. Like, oh, here. That's fair. That's fair. That's not harmless. That's harmless. Bro, with that being said, we're going to close out with that, man. Deshaun, thanks for joining us, Appreciate man. Appreciate you. I really enjoyed the conversation. I really enjoyed the gems you dropped. But with that being said, make sure everybody likes, comment, subscribe if you made it to this point in the episode. We really love the growth that we come come this far to get. So with that being said, I'll end the episode here. Do. 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 Welcome to another episode of The Lunch Room. We got a lot to talk about. We got a, a great, great special guest. Deshaun, man, I'm here. Yes, sir. And we're going to talk about uh, the gas shortage in America, because that shit is wild. Yeah, T-Pain talks about, do producers need more credit? We talk about how if friendships and business can't coincide. Uh, self-sabotaging, is ignorance really bliss, and so much more. Tune in. This is a very informative episode. I'm sure you enjoy. If you like pina colada, we still recording. I'm recording. Yeah, we still recording. Ah.
Alright, yo, 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 yo. Welcome back. Welcome back. This is another episode of the Lunchroom Podcast. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. So before we're gonna get this out the way real quick. I'm doing this game, money. Show a nigga some love, nigga. Wabble dee dabble. Niggas out here don't love me, nigga. They don't love. If you hear that, drop that just means show us some love. Like, comment, subscribe. You know what I'm saying? Um it's me, Dapper Dan. Across from me is my guy Fritz. Next to my guy Fritz is my guy. Ray, a.k.a. the movie guy, and behind the camera is Fredo as usual. At the table, we're not alone. This is not a, it's not a, it's not a trio episode. <laughs> we got a guest. And what we do on this show, I don't know if <clears throat> Fritz told you, but I don't introduce our guests. You got to introduce yourself here because you know better than me who you are. You know what I mean? <laughs> yes, yes, yes. Uh, my name is Deshaun. You know, you could call me D just for short purposes and stuff like that. But uh, work in social media. Graduated from Buff State and stuff like that and. alongside these guys. So uh, I'm a regular dude, man, just out here making it, you know, doing things I do in life. So uh, glad to be here, man. Thanks Welcome to the show, me. man. Welcome to the thank show. Thank you. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. So, I mean, with that being said, we're going to get a little invasive. We're going to dive into who you are. This Ask is, you wild questions. You know what I'm let's saying? Go, let's just, do it. just get into this. So, you want to start off? Um, Shit. I, that's the elephant in the room for me. I uh-huh. want to know how did working with Bleacher Report come about? All right. Well, it, it's a long process, honestly. Like, I think it goes back to just college, you know, and things like that. I think staying active. Uh, if you ask me tips, my number one thing for a college students like to just be active, uh, do internships and things like that, get involved with your department. Mm. I think that's what started me first and foremost, just writing for the newspaper, got some articles and just applying. I think like a lot of things in life is just looking for, you know, jobs and stuff like that, internships. So if you look at, if you look for it actively, you know, like I, I have jobs and I look constantly, you know, just to see what's out there, because it's a lot that you miss by just not looking, you know, so uh, did that. I think I came across an internship with ABC uh, just on Instagram, you know, on a following page, you know, RP to that. But um, (laughs) yeah, so uh, on a following page, somebody put it up, you know, and I saw it. I went, I applied, and it was two departments that I wanted. It was sports and another joint called uh, Here and Now. I don't know if anybody watched that. It's like an uh, old-time show for like black history and stuff like yeah, that. So, you know, small show, but they get two interns, and uh, I got selected. You know, it wasn't a lot of us, you know, black people and stuff like that mm-hmm. when we went in there. But uh, I got it, and that gave me my foot in the door. So I think from there, again, just actively looking, you know, uh, and again, I could go into detail and talk forever about my journey, but I think just being persistent, you know, mm-hmm. knocking on doors, using LinkedIn, you know, sending people messages and stuff like that. DMs, I DM the boss and I stay persistent. You know, they said they was going to call me in a week. They didn't. I emailed them again. Mm-hmm. You know, I got my foot in the door and everything worked out. So that's why I'm at today. Got to, got to, you know, so. Yeah. So I want to speak to one point you made. You said talk about internships. Mm-hmm. Now I'm going to ask a little bit of a basic question. You could dodge it if you want. Mm-hmm. Did you get paid for your internship i got paid for that internship so yep. so would you have done an internship if it wasn't paid uh yeah i would i think my second internship wasn't paid i did an internship the following semester for like tom warner and it wasn't paid i got a stipend for about 200 dollars probably at the end at the end of this whole internship God, or something yeah, like that crazy. like a couple a couple hundred dollars but uh you know it was worth it. it. It was brutal at the same time. I, I had some, but you know, that's the nature of the game. Yeah. You know, that's the name of the game. So uh, you got to put in that work and that's what I did. So I would have done it if it was unpaid. So like, can you speak to what kind of experiences you got from doing paid and unpaid internships, just internships in general, I guess? 
Um, one thing I would say, like when I got into my first internship, it was a lot of terms and uh, a lot of things that I heard in class that I probably didn't pay attention to and things like that. Um, things that I didn't think I would need that I heard. And I'm like, oh, I remember that. You know, I remember taking down definitions and doing this in that class. So what was your major? Uh, communications okay. and journalism. So uh, just a lot of things like that, taking notes and taking class more serious, you know, because those are some of the things that actually, you know, in your major classes is going to pertain to your career. So uh, that was one thing that I took from that, you know, in that internship that I wanted to continue throughout school. And I think uh, just really having stuff on your resume, you know, and being able to speak to things that you did. I think that me working for ABC is, you know, great because you get the company recognition at the end of the day. But uh, I think that you can be your own boss now, especially with your own platforms and things like that when it comes to journalism and, mm -hmm. and things like that. So you can do whatever and still, you know, be able to catapult yourself into a company like ABC, Bleacher Report, things like that. Nice, nice, nice. Yeah. With, um, so with the internships and stuff like that, did you find yourself like having to create the work for yourself? Because I know like I, in my internship, it wasn't really much room for growth for me. So right. I guess when ABC or uh, Time Warner, did you see like there was room for growth? Did they actually give you stuff to do or was it more like self-made? You had to like seek out certain things on your own. I think it was a lot of seeking out stuff on my own. Okay. Uh, a lot of times, even from ABC and Time Warner, uh, it was me just, you know, searching for news articles. When it came to ABC specifically, it was searching for news articles, you know, from the first thing in the morning. My boss may not be in, so these are things that I had to do, find stuff to do. A lot of times it was downtime. But that's the challenge, you know, not being a fly on the wall. And yeah. that's something I learned going through each job. So even at Time Warner, which, you know, it was a culture shock at the same time. You know, I was from the city. Everybody else was from Western New York, you know, mm -hmm. so you can imagine how that is. But, you know, just being in there after classes and not much work to do unless mm -hmm. I'm out in a field. It's like, all right, let me edit something. But that's what you got to do. Yeah. I think that's what separates you at the end of the day. You know, how far you go right. does, you know, determine. I don't think it's 100 percent. Clearly, it's other factors. But I it's think it's always a little bit. Of right, right, yeah. right. So I think uh, on, on top of the other factors, you do have to put some work in and say, all right, let me do stuff on my own time, whether it's learning you know putting in work to show so okay. so what i'm hearing you say is basically i mean obviously it's a combination of you know different things but obviously luck is kind of involved in this as well not necessarily luck but like just timing like certain things just being right time right place you know what i'm saying so with that being said would you say like all that you know the internships everything school all that like would you say you were definitely prepared for what you re received like you searched out things that you were ready to take on um, or were you looking for things that were like beyond, you know, you're even what you were even skilled enough to do at the time? Uh, I would say like I didn't imagine myself being here. So even going back to the internship, I wasn't even going to interview for the ABC internship. Like I was in Buffalo seven hours away from New York City. And I think I got the intern, got the invite to interview, but it was like that same weekend. Mm -hmm. And again, I'm in Buffalo. So it's like, I told my mom I wasn't going to do it, but she was like, yeah, I'll pay for the flight for you to come here and go back. So, you know, I did go and thank God I did. So, me, you know, right, right, right. And, uh, you know, I don't know if I would have been here if I didn't do that, you know, she didn't give me that push. So um, I think it's a little bit of that and just planning. You know, I think from there, uh, it was more planning, you know, out six months looking in. And that's what I suggest for a lot of people, just planning months in ahead, a year in advance, always knowing what your next step is going to be, you know. And I think, again, once you know what your next step is going to be and you put your energy towards it, you know, it's going to come to you. Switching gears just a little bit. <clears throat> Who's someone that you met because of your line of work um, that damn near had you starstruck? 
And who's somebody that you want to meet? Mm, somebody that had me starstruck. Or at least damn near. Have you reached that yet? Like I don't you... I don't think I did. I I I I met a couple people at like the NBA holiday party when I worked there. But um You can name job. Yeah, no, nah, definitely, <laughs> definitely. Uh uh it's funny. I I mistake NBA players. I have funny times there. But uh, Adam Silver was somebody that's interesting, mm, okay. you know. Um a funny story with him is uh I'm tall. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But he's a cool dude, you know, like cool dude, have a conversation with you, you okay. know, like I think he know how to speak. He a people person at the mm. same time. So if he don't know you, he's gonna be able to have a good conversation with you. But it's a good dude. Again, you'll probably be starstruck like, yo. And again, uh I think I was moderating it what happened was I was moderating a, a town hall meeting okay. in uh in Secaucus and and uh, so if you raise your hand when we had questions, I would go give you the mic and things like that. But nobody had questions. So he's like, questions, questions. Nobody raises their hand. And he's like, what about you? You don't have any questions? So I'm just like, uh, like, damn, you know, you want to put on for the boss. So, you know, everybody looking at you. Uh, I'm just a production assistant at the time. So I'm just like, damn, you know, I ain't have nothing. But again, I think going forward, I had another time where I bumped uh, shoulders with him in the meeting and stuff like that. And he asked for questions and I came prepared, you know. So uh, at first it was like a shock. But at the same time, you meet people and everybody, you know, down to earth once you get to know. Them. For people that don't know, Adam Silver is the NBA commissioner. Yeah. So can you speak to your physical job now, like your job title, what you actually physically do? Because I don't think I think we might have skipped that. Yeah. Got you. So um, I'm a social programmer with House of Highlights, which under which is under Bleacher Report and Warner Media. Mm-hmm. So uh, pretty much I program content for House of Highlights, their Instagram pages, their Twitter pages, even Facebook and Snapchat, TikTok, you know. So a lot of the stuff that you see in the page is things that, you know, I curate, edit, curate, edit and things like that. Uh, work alongside the team. It's not just me, you know, so it's a team of about six of us off the top of my head. And everybody really contributes, you know, House of Highlights is a bigger team just beyond social media. Mm-hmm. So, uh, you know, it's a lot of things that I just chip into from original content. Uh, I started creating my own original content on TikTok okay. and things like that, you know, so uh, just a lot of things that got to deal with social media. Anything social media is us, you know, is me included, you know, so that's what I do. What, what, what do you use to edit? Uh, Adobe primarily, okay. but uh, it's a lot of different platforms that you can edit, you know, yeah. websites and things like that, mm-hmm. uh, that you could just go on. I found myself like I'm, I'm a person that if I don't know how to do it, I'm going to search it up, yeah. you know, things like that. And I think that that goes a long way. You know, it's a lot of tricky things that, you know, go little things that go a long way, you know, but if you just take the time to search it and say, how do I do this? Look up a YouTube video and things like that. You'll find that a lot of things are not, you know, too tough. And as you put in that time and that effort, see what works and things like that, you know, you'll get a a pattern going. For sure, for sure. How how was it uh, uh, being like, because they say journalism is a dying, like a dying uh, Mm -hmm. occupation. Right. But like, from what I could see, from what you say, from what you're saying, you know, like there's different niches, like just Mm -hmm. because like, it's not journalism per se, like the old, the throwback way of like putting right, pen print, to paper. Print journalism, you know right. I, mean? I feel like from what you say, you're like a social media manager in a sense. Right, definitely. Yeah. So like like can you explain like how basically how did you fall into that niche? Like you right. just like woke up I know you didn't wake up one day, feel me, and just was like, Okay, I'm gonna run social media now. Right. Social media wasn't here, you know, yeah. like, you know, when I was when I was 
12 or, or, or 10 and stuff like that. So that wasn't a dream job. I think at the time growing up, even getting all the way to college, it was being like a Stephen A. Smith. Okay. Uh, it was being a, a journalist. I saw everybody that was on ESPN really uh, just right. You know, like they took the, the journalism right route. I wanted to get close to the game of basketball. I mm. wanted to be on the court and stuff like that. Uh, I didn't really have a passion to be in front of the camera, but as long as I was close to the game, got to have experiences mm -hmm. and things like that and make good money doing it, mm -hmm. uh, that's what I wanted to do. So I followed that route as I went along. Like I said, I started writing for the newspaper, yeah. when, you know, when I was in college. But going into my internships, it was production internships. You know, it was because everything again, you know, so it was production and then special. Spectrum was the news, mm -hmm. so it was more, you know, multimedia, whether it was writing and it was a little bit of recording, ed getting in front of the camera, video editing, so it was a mixture of everything. And I think that that's where you have social media in today's age, where, you know, journalism in today's age within social media, so you can do anything down to TikTok, you know, you could have your top five NBA players in a in a drawn out hundred word article. Mm -hmm. You could have it in a, in a video uh, on YouTube. You could have it in a seven second TikTok video. You know, and that's all journalism. That's yeah. all reporting on the same thing. And I think. Uh, and it's something uh, I think you guys were talking about on your last show. And uh, it was just about. It, it was why don't I think the topic was why don't relationships last or or we go for marriage or something like that and I, I think the answer you, yeah, right yeah. so I think the answer was um for me instant gratification you mm -hmm. know so a lot of things like TikTok you know is is seven seconds fifteen seconds bang and they on to the next video yeah. so I think that knowing that that's why you know print and nobody is reading the article newspapers and things like that even television you know yeah. nobody's sitting down and watching it because you know who really has an hour so many things yeah. you can do nowadays you know in that time frame that right. you know it's different avenues to get your voice out yeah it just sounds like film you you got in where you fit in and you fell into a niche that like film me that it's probably ahead of your time like you film right. you got in you got in early right and that's what it's about you know yeah. i think that even a lot of people that's you know uh high up in certain places within like digital media and stuff was grandfathered in because again you know i, I know people i'm not too many years far out from people who when they're in the company, how it probably started was, you know, social media was a side project for some mm. people, you know, and they was asking the boss, hey, let me do this. The boss yeah. didn't see the vision, yeah. you know, so it's again, staying ahead of the curve, mm -hmm. knowing the trends and stuff like that. And what turned into a side project for that person, you know, led them to be the director of content, you mm -hmm. know, for organization and stuff like that. And again, once you, you know, have that stuff on your resume and especially when you start to build the brand recognition, you know, I think yeah. that it just continues to climb and, you know, you got to understand and know how to use, you know, leverage what you got. For sure. To, to switch gears just a little bit, um, for listeners who may be interested in fraternities and sororities, um, can you touch on the benefits that have come with being a part of one, especially one that's in a divine nine? Right. Mm -hmm. So um, I'm a brother at Cap Alpha Psi Fraternity Incorporated, for those who don't know. So um, I think going back to the NBA conversation and people who um, being starstruck around, uh, not really starstruck, but a person that I met, and this is something that, you know, I, I, I joined a fraternity for just not for only just for the brotherhood, but also just a network of brothers, you mm -hmm. know, like a lot of, of us is achieving in different fields and things like That's that. And, and, and not only, you know, media, cause it's a lot of people you meet that I could name, you know, uh, 
And uh, Mark Tatum is one of them within not the media, but the NBA, you okay. know, so he's like the second hand to Mark to uh, Adam Silva. Okay. Excuse me. So uh, so he's really high up, but he's down to earth at the same time. You know, uh, he's a brother across that Cornell, you know, years back. And I, I was. Yeah. So I was fortunate, you know, to know, you know, people who, you know, cross at the same time as him, you know, that know him personally and yeah. things like that. So uh Met him, you know, just shot him an email. And, you know, I think I could have went through brothers as well. I know people who went to the brothers, but I've heard before I got to him that he was so cool that he was just like, yo, he got in the office. You thought that he would, you know, probably be a stuck up kind of guy, you know, because of the position. But he got in there. He was just like, yo, how can I help you? Yeah. And I heard that with a lot of he did that with a lot of brothers. So that was cool. I got there. I got to know him, you know, from Brooklyn, went to the same schools that people that that that, you know, my peers went to. Mm -hmm. You know, he's from the Caribbeans. I can't remember where from specifically, you know, but a uh, real down to earth dude, real uh, person to talk to. So I just use that as an example to show that, you know, besides the the glitz and the glamour and things like that there's a lot of things that you could use it for you know or, or benefit from you know in the sense of a fraternity that uh you know you don't know about until you join for sure for sure and i can speak to those same things i'm a brother um goof i goof such as okay. so like same type of thing you right, know what I'm saying? right brother right. network and all our guys right so, has its perks yeah. for sure for sure um but i got two more questions oh, go ahead go ahead, right. go ahead. Cool, cool. being from new york right how was it running the MTA Twitter page? <laughs> <laughs> I forgot about that. <laughs> right, right, right. So in my past, I also um, was a was a, I, I was a digital communication specialist for the MTA. Mm -hmm. So uh, titles uh, are crazy. Yeah, right, yeah, right. yeah, 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 yeah. They really be embellishing the shit. Like for me, like <laughs> right, right. You got to do for your resume, though. That's, 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 that's exactly what you got to do. Yeah. Like I said, you know, you just got to leverage the titles, leverage the stuff that you do. Right, right, right. So. Uh, yeah, man. And I got that because that, I'm a sports guy, you know, so yeah. I think uh, just to even give a little bit more background before I got that job, I was unemployed for uh, like about 10 months. You know, uh, my contract ended at the NBA and I refused to take a job that was just, you know, just at Walmart, shit. Target, yeah. you know, nothing against those. I just wasn't settling, yeah. you know. It wasn't the direction you were Right, taking. right, right. And granted, I was fortunate enough not to have to do that, you know, but at the same time, I was applying every day, yeah. you know, I, I was I was looking every single day. I'm sure I applied to over 100 jobs. I sent over, you know, 100 LinkedIn messages. I was messaging people on Instagram, Twitter, and things like that. And uh, and and pretty much that's how I landed my job where I'm at now. You know, when you talk about Bleacher Report, even to get, I think it all connects, you know. So uh, the, the funny story, and it shows the drive where when I was unemployed looking for a job, I applied at the NFL. I met this guy. I DM'd some dude on Twitter. You know, this guy that I saw he was a social media manager, did my Googles, found mm -hmm. him on Twitter. Because you got to also try to get the best way to, to yeah. it's 100 people applying. You know, a lot of people are qualified just like you. Right. So, again, talking about, you know, me having a brand recognition versus somebody who may not, but also may be better than me at certain aspects and have the same experience as me. The difference of getting noticed is taking these different avenues, yeah. you know. So use social media to your advantage. I DM some guy, you know, he referred me to a guy two years later. This is the same guy that hired me at House of Highlights, you know, and uh, uh, full I, circle I, right, yeah. right, right. And, yeah, and you know, cool. and I'm just like, wow. And I interviewed with him and then I said, yeah, I know this name. I searched my email and then it's like on two different occasions. So that was one time when I tried to get hired there. Mm. And another time, like a year or two later, I tried to get hired there again when he was working there at the NFL and uh, he he was going to hire me, but it was in L.A. So I'm like, I didn't mm. want to go. <laughs> but uh, he got hired at Bleach Report, House of Highlights. 
hot got connected and I'm like, yo, so that was just yeah. again a full circle moment yeah. to just show, you know, when you're being persistent, when you're knocking on them doors, you know, when you're networking at the same time, you're gonna run into these people, you know, when you when you go in that extra effort, you're gonna be noticed, you know. So uh that's stuff I did. Um I can't remember the question now, but <laughs> Yo, take those how, notes, and I, I think I just asked how it was running the MT Twitter page from being from. I didn't, oh, I didn't even get to that, right? <laughs> I didn't even get to the look. So that, oh yeah, right, right. So I'm gonna get to that. So uh, I got there, applied there, I applied there once, didn't get it, applied there again. Mm-hmm. You know, same same story. You know, again, over a hundred jobs I applied to. Being running persistent. there is hilarious. You know, like running there is hilarious. It's a lot of people who just you know talk about. Can't complain about everything we see on a daily basis. Things that you would go that you don't even notice anymore, that you're so numb to. We get all type of complaints about this stuff. You know, I, I don't even want to go too deep into it, but I think, you know, what that's the, something what's I know. the craziest thing you probably heard? Like, <laughs> they the say everything. Like, yeah, I hope I hope your grandmother dies. I, I, I hope you catch cancer. Like, they say I'm everything. And, yeah, it's and it's probably like, like 80,000 so, fuck MDs. It's, it's, yes, yes, all the time. SMD, you know, everything you can imagine. You know, I see my friends up there some days you know i'd be, <laughs> I be at work and i see this person i follow and she every day she woke up and she was like yo smd mta yo <laughs> yo i don't know i don't know i don't know i don't want to say any names man but you know all i'm saying is i i i know people that you know i follow and just i see and i'll be like wow it's crazy and um i just take it on the chin man you know i i, I just i just take it on the chin that's and all you're not talking do. to you. Yeah, right. And you're not, not from New York, so it's like, all right, bro, I'm not worried about you. You know, you venting. Some people vent. That's yeah. what it is. You know, they're getting off work, and I get it. At times, yo, the end, you know, you you, 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 you tight. You <laughs> tight. You, you get off work. You get off work a little late, possibly, and then your train take a long time. So I get it, but, you know, I try to do my best to get everybody moving along. And if somebody cursing us out, there's only so much I could do, man. For sure. I mean, you ain't. It ain't you. Exactly. I'm the middleman. Yeah. You know, I, I'm trying to help you at the end of the yeah, day. Sure. You know, so uh, I just get the information, related information, and things like that. Yeah. So, uh, you know, it's an interesting time working there for I sure. Bet. For sure. My last question is: Okay, so what is your end goal? Like in this, like, what do you? I don't want to say your dream job, but like, what is the thing right. you want to end? Like for me, is what? there even an end goal yeah. currently? Um. I don't know. I guess retirement is the is the goal, and I just want to move up the, the 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 ladder. I guess like I'm not somebody. I always say I'm not somebody who want to be rich. I don't need a Lamborghini and stuff like that. I do want to be good financially, but I think you know with that comes other streams of income and things like that. Uh, so that's primarily what I'm gonna be focused on. Focusing on, I want to say okay. eventually, but again, just moving up. You know, I think becoming a, a manager, becoming a vice president, a director, mm-hmm. and, and stuff like that. Like this is what I want to do. And I think the goal is ultimately, you know, to just open the door for others. I mm-hmm. mean, if I can help people and things like that, that's what I strive to do, you know, in any way possible. And uh, just connect these pages that I'm running and stuff like that with the community and things like that. Uh, that's what I strive to do within that and that thing. So wherever it takes me it, in that realm within mm-hmm. social media. But I think for the most part within my career, it's just going up the food chain, okay. you know, director positions vice president positions, all of that type of stuff. And other than that, you know, different incomes coming in. Back, back, back. Know the vibes, bro. You know the vibes. You know the crypto vibes, man. So that's it. You got to get it one way or another. Facts, facts, facts. Well, that was like pretty much all we had for the little interview segment. Got you. That was real great, man. A lot yeah, of yeah. good gems dropped, all that good stuff. But that now we're going to transfer into 
are topic based because if you, I mean, I know you watched a couple of episodes, so you know, you know the mm-hmm. vibes we try to get to. Everything is real random, it's Definitely. real topical. We do a lot of storytelling on here. Mm-hmm. So what we're gonna get into right now is called the lunch line chatter. For those that don't know, I'm talking to people that might watch this because you in it, the new people that might watch it. Lunch line chatter is what we came up with our name for like our news, current events kind of stuff. But we got a drop for it that Ice T does. News for you. Yes, Ice T saying he got news for us. Okay. So, um, what we got here? This is one thing currently. The, talk about the gas shortage, man. Facts. This, I mean, y'all the drivers. So. <laughs> <laughs> How has that shit been, my Not nigga? Honestly, have you experienced? Like, have you gone to a spot that has like no gas? No. Nah. I mean, honestly, from what I know, the pipeline issue hasn't reached New York yet. Yeah, I don't, think it's, pipeline, I don't think it affected us yet. A pipeline runs from uh, some southern state to like I think right below Pennsylvania. So like the line literally looks like that, okay. and like it doesn't really come to us, but it can affect us if it goes on too long. Yeah, and right, like you know what I'm saying, if people got to come get gas from us to fill up they spot, then gas gonna get to like four, four thirty. Yeah, you yeah. know what I'm saying. I so, saw some crazy pictures, people filling up buckets. Yeah, yeah. Like, Tupperware. Yeah. Not Tupperware. Like, I'm like, I saw. Yeah, this, yeah I this, saw some hold on, real quick. this shit in the plastic bag. Wouldn't the gasoline like? Yes. No, yeah, do yeah. that shit. Like, yeah, I'm like, yo, that don't make no sense. Good luck. I got the Bloomberg. I got the Bloomberg app, and then one of the notifications. I got. I said Colonial Pipeline paid nearly five million dollars in ransom to hackers last week. So, so they paid five million to to the because supposedly it's Russians that hacked the shit. I heard about that. Yeah, I heard something about that. I didn't yeah. read into it, but I, I think I probably saw that. Supposedly it's like Russians they that hacked a ransom into the for shit. the gas. That's crazy. Yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, the world. Get, the know. first thing I thought about when I read this shit, like, because I thought it was fake until like I seen a couple people yeah, on no, Twitter like, "Yo, on this game, there's no gas at this station right now." I'm like, "What the fuck?" I thought about um the the Die Hard movie. The, right, the right, live right. free or die hard, whatever. Right. Niggas shut down the whole everything. I'm like, right. yo, like we might be in the end times. I'm not going to fight. Like, nah, yeah, gas. Because I mean, before this even became like real news, like gas is already still like higher than it should be. Right. Right. Slowly, it's, it's getting up there. Yeah, like and it's because like right now, high. usually in the summertime, it starts going dwindling a little bit. You know what I'm saying? My thing is, yo, you need it. You need it. Or you know, it might like, reverse. It might be reverse. But either way, it goes up in the summer and it goes down in the winter. I don't know how. Either way, it's it was even in the wintertime, it was still higher than it really usually was, in my opinion. So I don't know what's going on. I mean, I, that that just shows how crazy America is. Because right, right, right. when there's yeah, a shortage or something, niggas go stupid. Like, you saw what happened in the, the pandemic. Paper shit, like, bro, people bought shit they didn't even need at to, all. to last. <laughs> at all. Like, yeah, nobody went saying. and bought like, crazy canned niggas. goods. Niggas went and bought toilet paper. In like Georgia, right? That's where <laughs> yeah. it's at for the most part. Yeah, yeah. That's yeah, that's yeah crazy, the South, the South is, is, is nasty, bro. A lot of niggas was trolling the ones with the electric cars. Right, right, right. It's electric. They up right now. I did not think about that. That's crazy. They not worried about that. That's jokes. They said it's no gas. He said it's electric. It's probably all a part of the plan, man. Facts. I told my coworker it's Elon Musk, bro. It's Elon Musk. Niggas that be paying Russians to do shit anyway. Bro, I'm saying. He don't got time. It's a real sick world. I'm telling y'all. But um, with that being said, we're going to close that chapter. We're going to go into the cookie crumb segment. What we call cookie crumbs is basically... Oh, yeah. No, no, no. Where it's basically like anything that deals kind of like... I want to say like relationshipy, kind of like men to women, you know, relations, things of that nature, mm-hmm. go in this segment. I don't really have a real dynamite phrase for yeah, it. Yeah, it's not But really. it's like whatever you think go in there. So it's I like, follow Lil Duval. You know, for the people that don't know, Lil Duval is a comedian. Um and Smile, he bitch. facts right, and he right, posted right. a question he I said that won a Grammy right I think so. did it, think it did. either it was nominated, nominated or yeah, sure. that's crazy fuck I just got played. <laughs> 
His question was, if you could afford it, how many women you think you could tolerate before going crazy? What you mean by that? Like, how many women you think you... Oh, some Hugh Hefner shit. How many girlfriends you think you could have if you could afford it at one time? If I could afford it? Yeah, before you like, nah, this Two. is too much. Two? I think it's a lot of personality. I was gonna say three. It's a lot of personality. If I could afford it, I'm going seven. 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 (laughs) (laughs) I think I think money is a is a is a factor there, but I also think like the maintenance. You know, like that's what I'm thinking about. If I could afford it, was seven was the operative phrase? What if you got two chill joints where it's like I could do a third one? You missed too much personalities. You feel me? It's just like that's true. I don't got that much time to talk to. They don't have to see each other. What happens if one has a problem with the other? Now you got to deal with all that. Can afford but it, you could keep them away from each other, though. True. That's what I'm saying, right? With these questions, you can always get deeper. Like, do they know about each other? Do they have to I'm know, about, sure each know about each other? Let's say, let's just say they do. Right. I mean, you rich. Say, you could tell right. them, like, yo, let's listen, say, again, like, I'll ask you. I'll ask you. Do they live? Do we live together? Let's say, let's say we do. Oh, nah, I'm definitely These are living too. These are living too. That's a girlfriend. If my house is that's big enough, a that's a different situation. I don't know how many seven. people I could live with, period. Like, yeah, in one house that's another thing, facts. That's tough. I mean, I'm sure I'll get a maid to clean up and stuff like that, so, but no. Yeah. I'm not trying to, I don't know, probably like. I'm choosing two, my nigga. That's it. Seven. Wifey and a mistress. I deal with you Sunday. I think like if somebody said three, we'd be reasonable. I deal with you Mondays. I'm not mad at three. Wednesday, you Thursday, it's seven. Sometimes that third one, feel me, it just be throwing off the vibe. I'm not going to front. Yeah, sometimes you may not want to see Tuesday. Sometimes you may just not want to see her. She got you mad. That's what the money comes in. Now you buy her something. So you dealt with her for that day. Nah, maybe you mad at you just don't want to see her. Now you got to go to your vacation house or something. I don't want to buy her any. I don't want to do anything. She got me mad, bro. But like, the operative word that. is if you can afford it. I can afford to ignore her. I can afford <laughs> to ignore <be> her. <laughs> <laughs> and I feel you right, right. It is. Yeah. Oh, you, you Seven is crazy, bro. That's a starting five Seven's and two crazy. role players. That's a lot. That does. That's a lot. Two role players is a but lot. If you can afford it, you can afford it. Coming off the bench. Right, right. Yeah, that's tough. That's oh, tough. man. Oh, man. All right. So we're going to close that segment out. Closing out Cookie Crumbs. We're going to head into our microphone check. All right, what the topic we got for microphone check is. So, T-Pain, he posted this uh, tweet that I've been saying for like the last seven years of my my life. And I quote, the producers are the ones that deserve all the clout because y'all really don't be liking these songs. Y'all just like the beats. When you hear a certain mm-hmm. producer's tag, you don't give a fuck who's on it because you know you're going to like the beat. Give them they flowers for real. And I just want to know if y'all agree with this. Should producers... Get more flowers, or rather, do you think producers should get more credit than the artists sometimes? Than the artists, no, but they definitely deserve a little more recognition. I'm gonna take this a little right, not even a left, a right, because I have family that is an engineer, mm. and that's mm. a super mm. important. Because I'm talking about the engineers. That's My cousins are engineer. He works that's out of fight. out of Virginia, mixed by Mooch. Shout out Mooch. Um, like. Like he's, they're still fighting for credit on the like the, the shit song, on the yeah. songs, bro. Like the, you gonna get your producer credit, you mm. gonna get your tag or whatever. Mm-hmm. Like you know what I'm saying. But going back to producers, you know what I'm saying they definitely should get more credit because a lot of the, especially for like you said today, we really don't be liking like what the what song is saying. The beat go hard, but like the artist, he has to find a way or she has to find a way to you know no homo ride the beat. You know what I'm saying. So like that has to give. That's what I was gonna that, say. I, you have to give credit to that too. So I don't Sometimes say the more. Producer, like. 
helps them do that. That's, that's yeah. true. Like, as I said, it's more than a producer. Yeah, yeah like, but I mean, if we're talking about just producers that deal with the beat, or are we talking about producer in full? That like, could that be a real producer? Pro- a real producer's pro- a producer. Thanks. So me. in that case, but then, it's I more mean, than a producer behind behind the track too. It's true, not just, true. So that's what I'm saying. The engineer, anybody, I don't know the ins and outs, mm-hmm. but whoever mixing it, all that stuff, I think mm-hmm. it's you know. They, they get a, I feel like we've done a good okay. job though of giving them like depending on who you are obviously like if you're still making a name for yourself you're not gonna get that much credit you're still making a name for yourself but like ever since like you know DJ Khaled does what he was doing like I feel like niggas like Metro for me DJ Esco like, I feel like DJ Khaled right, curry. Right, 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 like, right. like a lot like, he definitely right. a curry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Mafia, like Southside like this all, not that good all, all these producers like they have clout like I think they have enough clout where like feel me like they do and a get, couple of them is even becoming rappers and stuff like that I mean it's been happening but I feel like more so now than ever mm-hmm. like like I'm definitely T-Pain I feel like is thinking about when his era for nah me. he's I just mean, so but, in general but then bro. again I don't know but that's where one thing I can't about. speak to is the money the splits right now I don't know what oh, maybe like maybe he's like. talking credit as in notoriety and maybe the money as maybe. well you know what maybe, I'm saying maybe. cause I don't know what the, what the check splits is like I know it's a weird thing that go on between artists and yeah. producer when you sometimes make a track sometimes it just be like a like a payment like a one time payment one time payment sometimes no it's world, a recurring so you, you know what I'm saying I don't know what goes into this I'm not a music business guy I don't hate, but there's music mm-hmm. that I hear. When I hear it, I'm like, yo, bro, this just wasn't it. But the beat was crazy. Sweetie right, makes right, a career right. off that. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> and pretty privileged too. And um, right. I forgot what they call it. It's like uh, nostalgia. Like she yeah. plays right, a nostalgia right, right. thing yeah, too. Yeah, yeah. yeah, they gonna say we hate nostalgia. women. I think they call it like, nostalgia and stuff porn. like that. Yeah, 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 like, yeah, yeah, nigga, yeah. I, the thing is, I hate. We gonna get to this too about facts coming off as. Like, hate. hate or like we like oh, like yeah. her that's a fact about her like she takes yeah. her best songs are remakes but OD. I just wanted to speak to we don't hate women here I and I think like uh, the flow is important too mm-hmm. like the beat is cool but also the flow and you the, the artist probably made the flow yeah, more yeah, times yeah. Than the nah, but even so. sometimes with um, certain flows like they, they just don't be saying shit they be right, flowing right. that's what I was gonna say like for the most part it's like eh, how many songs are we listening to for lyrics I think that's the point that he was trying to get but at the same time it's the flow you know who so, could flow with that beat the best sometimes the beat the, sometimes though like the it'd be hard to like depending on the flow it's hard for them to flow because the beat like basically depending on the rapper their flow makes the beat because the beat right, could be right, so right. simple that the flow makes the beat yeah it's right. like that's that's what like niggas, one hand like, watch the other that's yeah what like is, niggas bro. like big scar and like these other people like i'll be listening to them and i'm just like yo like i find it like even like tiger big sean too like i find it amazing that sometimes like the beat could be so simple, but like their flow really makes the song. Mm. Cause like the beat could be a real like could probably be like two three notes in that mm-hmm. shit. No funny Thanks. shit. Like sidebar. That's the first time Ray. Hi-hats. That's the first time Ray has ever bigged up Big Sean and Tiger. Like, I always say Big Sean has flow. Nah, Ray likes Tiger. Don't not, you like Tiger? No. I like Tiger. Big Sean, not Tiger. I don't like Big Sean either, but I say always say he has flow and he bodies his features. That's it. I've always heard Somebody you just say, say he's like Tiger. Like, I think it was Fredo. What, Tiger's legend? Yeah. Oh, nah. Like, that's Tiger's legend. He a Cali legend, low key. Cali legend. I'll take the Cali legend. Niggas are trying to make it seem like he a game legend. He like a Cali legend. That song go hard. But with that same question, Question is like uh, the hot nigga beat, you know. Even I think Lloyd Banks was on that yeah. beat before Bobby Shmurda, nice. and you would say that Lloyd Banks is a better rapper than Bobby Shmurda, right? So it's like why he didn't pop off if that beat was if it was the beat. Because again, what do you? I mean, we we vibe to, to Bobby to it, Shmurda it was lyrics. Dance, it was gonna say you had to dance to it. Right, too. right, right. It was right, really right, the dance right. that put Bobby over the. 
over the hump. And niggas wanted wanted that again, new just more than the more than the beat, more yeah. than the person who made the beat. You know, yeah. so it's the flow, Shout it's all the extra beat. stuff. You know, and that engineer or that producer probably was yo chill, do this, do that. You know, so yeah, like that's like so. I guess what we got garnered from this is that everything all encompassing needs to be highlighted. Every time a song comes out, That's like a fact. we need to highlight the artist, highlight the producer, Big highlight the engineer. Everybody involved needs to be known and like on the Flash. track on the Everyone credit needs their credit, man. Yeah, exactly. And there's a different reason why something is hot. Mm-hmm. Each time it's a case by case basis. Mm-hmm. For sure, fact. for sure. So right, we're gonna close out the microphone check with that. So now we're gonna get into a power packed free free segment. <laughs> Our free free segment. A free free segment is basically Anything. It's anything we want to talk about, any random topic for those that don't know. I feel like this drop I just got speaks to the situation ongoing that's popular right now on social media, which we're going to kind of dive into. Not really. So. How the fuck would you show me something if I couldn't have it? (laughs) So I think that drop really goes into this. So uh, we're going to start here with it. So friendships and business. Like, where do we even want to start with friendship and business, right? Um, Because, I mean, I have a lot to say about friendship and business, but I want you to start where you wanted to start at. Well, with friendships and business, you know, obviously, with everything going on popular, this comes from, you know, the whole Joe Budden thing and everything. But I wanted to dive deeper into, like, basically, when when it comes to friendship and business, I personally feel, depending on how strong the friendship is, I feel like it could coincide. That's just me personally. Depending on how strong... The, the friendship is between you and your counterparts. Okay. But I can understand why they don't mix because sometimes, you know, you know, they say you put a whole bunch of money in front of somebody, you're going to see how they really act. You don't know. Just like if you want to talk about a whole different spectrum, sometimes even living with your friends could like, for me, just drive you, drive people apart. I have experienced it. For me, so, I mean, I always say like, with friendships and business, like I said, to me, they could, I feel like they could coincide depending on how strong the friendship is. But I was more so talking about like when people do fall off, like if you have a group of friends, mm-hmm. when people do fall off, how does that affect the group now? Because it's like, I mean, we've experienced it even amongst our own, like for a little transparency, we've experienced this amongst our own friends group. Between certain people, you feel me, they fell out. I recently have fallen out with somebody, feel me? It's more so like how does it affect the group? Because it's like, we know we're all going to see each other eventually. Mm-hmm. How do we avoid it being... Can we avoid it being awkward? Can we move past it? Can we be cordial? Like, how does this... Like, how does this work? Especially, like, I feel like this... Especially amongst men. Because I feel like women know how to cover this more. Not gonna lie. I'm not trying to hate. I actually commend them. Like, they're able to be more cordial. I feel like women are able to be more cordial than us. Like, men is more so, so, like... I think so. Because I feel like sometimes with men, it's more so, like... We either avoid it or... We just like it's cutting ties. Like for me, like we're not even gonna. I'm not gonna be in the same room as that person. Right. So the same thing as avoiding, but it's more so like I feel like niggas don't know how to be as cordial as we think. Mm-hmm. So I just wanted perspective, like based on like even our own experiences. Like I said. All right. So I mean, I'll take it here. So when it comes to specifically friendship and business, I don't believe that they really mix. I do think the friendship can make the business stronger. I'll say that. But I don't think they mix together. I think business has to be straightened out beyond the friendship first. So, like, to be, to relate it to us, like, we've always talked about we're not making any money right now off this. But when we do, uh, um, hopefully, and when we do, like, we have to just split. 
We have to. I thought it was five. Oh, there you go. There you go. Right there. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. There you go. Four, five. They ain't left somebody out. You know what I'm saying? It's like now you got to start really talking and like really having matter of fact discussions because you can't be like, yo, we boys, this is how it was supposed to go. It doesn't work that way. You know what I'm saying? And if we have even outside people, because like it could be a situation where like somebody might fuck with Ray and not really fuck with us like that. And Ray might have to break us off a piece of what he's getting. You know what I'm saying? You never know. So like business has to be taken care of first before we can um, add the friendship aspect to it. So that's where I stand with that. People also start getting nitpicky too because they could be like, oh, you're not pulling as much weight as me. So I feel like I should get paid Right, right. So yeah, that's that's what I was kind of going to get into too. So I think that it can coincide personally. Maybe I'm just optimistic about it. I think it depends on the relationship Mm -hmm. because I feel like, uh, like I was, me and my brother, we go at it all day, you know, uh, but it's funny we say the same thing. So it's like, you can do it because he knows, it's like he was trying to call me snaky when I was trying to talk about stuff in like a real estate, potential real estate deal where mm-hmm. it's like, um, I think if you come up front, the issue that we was having, like if you come up front and you spell it out, this is what we're getting, this is what we're not getting, you know, you have no issues, you know. That's why I'm saying business might need to be taken care of up front. Right. Very I mean, that's fact. usually how right. it's supposed to right. be Right, but like, like you said, I think it, it, it gets like that, but the unknown is when everything goes south for whatever reason, you know, and I think that what we was having a, a discussion about and a miscommunication came in where it's like, what's the equity? And again, things that should be dealt with up front, but is one person... The leader is one person. So, you know, if you're doing if you're doing doing real estate and let's say all three of you guys wanted to put in for a house, you know, and only his name was going to be on a on a lease or on a a mortgage or whatever. Now, asking you guys a question, does he deserve more equity? So in like the Joe Budden podcast where he's like the leader or he's the person with the idea or the person that got the best credit or whatever, like Mm -hmm. he's. You know, mm-hmm. when, you know, I'm not even going to get into the details, yeah, but yeah. when you put your name on that contract stuff, it's a lot. When you're buying a property, it's a lot of stuff, a lot of money that's dealt with, you know? So would you want to, would you be okay with a person saying, hey, I'm a leader, I need more equity? Me personally, like I said, this is why I feel like amongst friends, this should work because it's like, at least the way I'm operative, how, if you can be really... If you can be real with your friends, then, like, are we really friends? For me? Right, So, right, like, right. I feel like that ties into it. And also, like, niggas got to know when they got to fall in line. Oh, shit. Feel me? Like I said, like, I said, it, we, if we being real transparent, like I said, I'm not going to call you the host of this show. You but you, you're essentially but you essentially keep us on track so we don't I'll be what you call an A-mic. Yeah. I am the... Feel the, me? So, like, if it came to business and stuff like that, and, you know, A-mics get more money than B mics and shit like that I wouldn't be mad cause I fall in line I know I can't lead this shit so I'm not gonna act like I can because I can't I'm happy that I'm happy that you're A mic now let me cut you off now now yo we go we we go we we scream forever but now you come in and you say yo nah three three ways evenly I personally would wouldn't do that. No, nah, I'm not even just hyper. That's what I'm saying. You got one because that's what that's I what I was telling him. That's, that's why we can go back and forth because it, you got one person like this, you got one person like that. So now, what, what's the median? I think it really, it, yeah, it really, friends, it really like, comes down to transparency. Right, like, being that honest. Me, I've known these niggas since 2009, 2010. So it's nothing I feel like we can't talk about. Right. Niggas could yell at each other, and at the end of the day, if we come to a conclusion, at the end, everything that happened before, it was well worth it. But we. 
if we need to sit down and have a conversation about something, whether it be crunching numbers or whatever the case, I feel like we would be able to do that. Like without any issue at I, all. I think um It also sounds good until you're actually in the Right. Movie. I mean, so granted, I'll put this on whack just for now. Like he put up the broad idea of obviously me being A Mike and A Mike's getting paid more. Like honestly, keep it a being when this whole thing, like this whole idea came together because one, two, three, four, and then Reem when we had him. I yeah. mean, obviously Reem would be different, but like we came together and put something together. So I would never sit there and like let somebody physically pay me more than y'all just because I I do this part of the show. Like, yeah. you know that's because of the type of person. Yeah, that's me. Y'all know I don't really care about money that much yeah, to yeah. be on some like, nah, yeah, I definitely need that. Like, it's not, that's not it's, me. It's like this, you know, sometimes mm-hmm. you just shouldn't do business with somebody. Mm-hmm. Like, that's, that's, that's just what it is. We think to, I want to be a leader. You want to be a leader. Because I told my brother, if I want to be a leader, if I come to you with the idea and say, yo, this is what it is. I just need your money, you know, because we, we both getting perks. We both getting perks. You know, if somebody sued a, sued the property, your name not on is only his name. So you could just, I, like I lost solid, my $10,000. You're like so, a solid partner. Right. It could thing, like, yeah. you know, that could be a possibility. Yeah, yeah. So it's like, you you cut all ties. You only lost $5,000, $2,000. You done, you know, mm-hmm. but him, he lost that money and now and he's fighting all of this. Yeah, so yeah. again, somebody may be like, like he was saying, he was like, Yo, I'm not budging. I want to put my name on that paper then. But sometimes it just don't work. You know, the vision, if you came and you was the leader, sometimes it don't work. And I think that that's one thing, because like you said, we could talk about it all. You know, and that's why I say where it's like, bro, you think I'll snake you? Like like you said, if you're your man, if that's your man, man, if that's your brother, your family, you're going to keep it 100. You're going to say everything. And if when you're doing business, I told him, you know, you say everything up front. I'll present the plan. And then when I get to speak, I'm going to let you know, yo, I don't think that's fair. I don't like that. I want 50% or 30% of the cut. And, you know, y'all go from there. And unfortunately, like I said, the unknown of... I don't know how somebody gonna act when shit goes south. When that when that tenant not paying rent, you know what's gonna happen. When right. I get that big bag and right. somebody say, "Yo, no, nah, I want this amount of money," yeah. what's gonna happen? Right. And I I want to exit there because I don't want to stay here too too long because we do have other things to go on to. But I do want to segue into our next question, which was, "Is respect earned or given?" And I'll start this off. I do think respect is given until you lose it, and then after that point, you then have to earn it back from me personally. Either you earn it back or you don't. Like for me, mm. I'm gonna, if I don't know you personally, like I didn't know the Sean before he walked into this room, yeah. but he has my respect. Right, just off, right, the, right. off the strength of just being y'all friend or whatever, he has my respect. Even if I didn't know him walking across the street, like I'm gonna right, give him right, my right. respect. But at the end of the day, if he crossed me, then you lost it. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So I think respect is in a sense given, it's not really earned. I, I concur. Um, I give the same amount of respect that I do for a dude that's opening the door at McDonald's to a dude that's driving the train. You know what I'm saying? Like everybody gets the same amount of respect for me personally. Um, and again, like what you said, it all comes back to what you do to me, right. or how you react to other people, or whatever the case. Yeah, be. I think in that sense, like yeah, it's it's you know, it's given. I guess y'all would say right. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but I think in other instances, like it's earned. Like if we if we at the basketball court, you gotta you gotta yeah. earn that respect. It's, it's, I guess it depends. That's a different it's, I think we talk about skills. Yeah. The skill set now. You gotta mm-hmm. earn it. You know, I gotta see something. That's competition. You know? Like for me, that's like right. a different. That's. A, Right that's when it's whole, when it's competition spectrum, based, yeah. it's like yo, you know, I, I respect you in a kind way and things like that. But all right, you know, how much do I? I'm not saying I, I respect your work. You know, again, being kind, but again, mm. like you, you, you yeah, gotta show I respect it. that you're here. Right. But now I just have to, for me, I have to destroy you now. Right. Right. You gotta, you gotta, yeah, you, you gotta, gotta prove to me, like, you know, what I'm saying that that you can, you belong here. You know what I'm saying? So you being because you you wasn't the best kid in high school. So would you say like? Teachers had to earn your respect? I mean, 
<laughs> Teachers definitely had to earn raises. I was going to say that. Yeah, like, <laughs> I've had two, three classes with Ray. I'm at the point, you know, for me, maturity and stuff like that, I, I concur with y'all. Mm-hmm. I, feel, I feel like there's, just, I, there's a certain level of respect that everyone is obligated to. Right. For me, across the board. Manners, for me, yes, thank you, please, all that. For me, that's, that's me right, being right, respectful. Right, 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 for right, me. Right, right. But to answer your question, I definitely wasn't always like that. Mm-hmm. I mean, I was respectful as far as manners and stuff were concerned, but I, I was always like, I don't want to say a tester, but like yeah, because wasn't you the, per- the person poking? Yeah, like just I gotta, to see what I gotta just, what like, mm-hmm. I gotta see because I don't like pushovers. If I feel like I could push, get up, like get a one up on you, like if I know that, mm-hmm. I'm going to expose that all the time. For <laughs> yeah. me, like I'm going to like I, if I know I could get over on you, the way I was back then, it's like mm-hmm. nigga, why would I not do that? For right, me, right, like right. especially with teachers, but like once I've really realized I can't get over on you, like I'm like I can't. There's no way around this. Mm-hmm. Then it's like, I bet you've definitely earned my respect. So I definitely had to like, even in friendships, like I said, like to this day, I can know if I'm going to vibe with someone. It only takes like five or 10 minutes because I'm not changing myself for me. Like I know who I am. I like to joke around. Some people for me, they don't joke certain ways for Mm -hmm. me. So once I've realized like we're not connecting on that joking level, Mm -hmm. it's like, I like for me, I got to keep you from afar. So like I still respect you, but... We can't get into certain yeah, conversations. Yeah, for me, it's just, it's just not like that. For me, mm-hmm. that's that's where I've come to now. For sure. So, that's how I am. Like, I used to have be the type of person that niggas had to earn my respect. But, like, now, just like like I said, like, everyone is obligated to a certain level of respect across the board, no for matter sure, who you sure. are. All right, so the next question we had up on top of the board was, what is self-sabotaging and how do you avoid it? That's tough. I feel like you stuck in your ways. I mean, I'll speak to this and be transparent. I feel like I've been self-sabotaging for the past probably year. I'll be honest. Who are you telling? I feel like I've been stopping myself because of whatever. Like, I don't even know if it's probably just comfortability. Mm -hmm. Right now, I'm at a job that it's not paying me great money, but it's more than I've ever made. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? So, like, Mm -hmm. I feel like me leaving that and taking a chance and just being, quote, unquote, broke or whatever, like, I don't want to go back to that, feel Mm -hmm. me? Like, there was a point in time where I was unemployed for, like, six, seven months just Mm -hmm. sitting in my bed doing nothing you know what I'm saying so and I kind of want to go into a whole new lane after I leave this job so it's just like I kind of am in a sense scared but like I'm self out because I'm not even looking yeah. I'm really not even trying to like garner these skills or like like you said do the work you know yeah. what I'm saying that's to me self-sabotage and I'm trying to snap myself out of it like I've been like internalizing it trying to like work through it you know Inner in on my inward self, but I guess me talking about it actually feels a little better right now. No, yeah, but, definitely. But That's what it helps me for Hopefully sure. Talking but about like, the shit just helps. I've definitely been in that mode for maybe the last not a year, maybe like eight months. You know what I'm saying? So I saw piece the only piece I had. Yeah, I mean, I, I relate to you, Od, because I mean, I feel like self sabotage, self sabotage, and some shit I always suffer from. Like, for me, I, I didn't know what it was until recently. Like, for me, you know, you, I've never heard what self sabotage is, but once mm-hmm. I realized, like, it's basically you being detrimental to yourself. For me, you're in your own head, mm-hmm. talking your own self out of poly opportunities that you probably, for me, could have had, and for whatever reason, in your head, it's like you talk yourself out of it. And also the same way, like like he was saying, like you had to put in the work too. Mm -hmm. And you probably self-sabotaging your way out of putting in work. Like you just, for me, somehow, some way it's like, oh, like Like I might put in the work and it's not going to be worth it. You told yourself no before anybody else could even tell you no. Exactly. That's basically what it is. And like, like, I think it was Denzel or something, like basically niggas got to learn how to, fall forward for me like you had to not be scared to attempt it but also not be scared to fail and i feel like that statement is still something i'm grasping on because it's like 
I've never heard. Like, that shit sounds weird to me still. Mm-hmm. Like, scared to fail. Failing is bad, but it puts, like, a positive connotation on it. Because it's like... You tried. Yeah, mm-hmm. feel me? Like, right. I think that's exactly what it is. You know, a lot of people are just scared to fail. You know, it happens to me, too. You know, it's a lot of things that, you know, I could capitalize on and things like that. And you just overthink things, you know, and I think that that's what it is. And a lot of people and somebody told me that about myself, you know, a lot of things that I think about and when I'm playing this stuff, I always think about the negatives. And I think that that's, you know, to an extent you got to do that, you know, and say, all right, what if this, what if that? But especially I think it's just probably a little bit more sillier if you're thinking like, oh, I don't want to be embarrassed and stuff like that. My brother telling me it's funny because we talk about people just trying to do like skits or whatever and stuff like that. And he like, yo, you laughing, you know, but it's people out there that relate to that, that like that stuff, you know, it's so many things. There's so many people out there, you know, that people, and this is, I guess, speaking specifically to like content creation kind of where it's like there's so many people that relate to you you know um it's just about right 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 it's always somebody who relate to you Mm -hmm. you know and it's a bunch of people it's not just two people in the world you know what i mean so it's like it's just getting that reach out and i think uh just like i said not overthinking but it's the fear because i I suffer for that same thing now you could really be your worst enemy no, you you probably are your own worst enemy to be honest that's why they say sometimes you just got to do it you know, like you just got to do it. I always thought about getting in front of the camera and stuff like that, and, and, and you know, capitalizing on that and my platform and stuff like that. And I did it. I got it. I, I did a video on TikTok. It got like over 160 views or something like that. So that shit was good for me. I'm like, oh, had me hype. Mm-hmm. And I'm just like, y'all going. been missing out, you know. And, and and clearly, a lot of people just mess with you when you you know, being yourself. Yeah, so. for sure. That's one thing I'll give women. Like I feel like they they know how to look at things in a more positive light than niggas. Like. Naturally, I feel like niggas... We're more matter-of-fact. Yeah. Like, they're a little more, like... They don't think as Optimistic. linear... They don't think as linear as men Which do. is... I mean, I commend them for it. Because it's mm-hmm. like... They know how to see the positive in the world. When niggas like us, it's just like... Nah, I don't see... Now you a right. negative Nancy. <laughs> I'm OD a negative Nancy. For me, I'm a realist. I call it being... Like, for me, me like too, you said... Me too, me too, me too. A fact a, is a fact. Same thing with me. For me, I can't... It's like the Russians for me there's no gas like, I'm not gonna act like for me there's no gas out in the world like there's a possibility one day I might wake up within the next month and I might not be able to find gas right that's kind of sure. scary I'm not gonna find <laughs> I feel that I feel that but moving on moving on Um, next question we had off here is, is this is actually my question is ignorance really bliss or is it better to know the truth now I pondered this question. I've actually had this on my topic list for like months, and I haven't really had a chance to bring it out. I just felt like it didn't fit the show we were doing. But either way, it's like my thing is like because people say you know ignorance is bliss, da da da. But I'm like, is it really better to not know about something? But didn't you say like from a past comment that you said that you didn't like knowing certain things, like? You 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 had you had too much access to to information or something like, like that. No, I said that like we as a generation have too much access to just too much information, and like I was it could saying, be that, right or wrong. that's what I'm saying. Like this kind of goes twofold, you know what I'm saying? Whereas we have we have access to a lot of information, so a lot of things that we we end up having problems with and all these movements and all that stuff come from just having so much information. Whereas now our inf- our where focus is so many places because there's so many things to look at. I think it, it honestly depends on the situation. Like, I'm okay with being ignorant to something if I want to learn it and mm-hmm. if I'm being taught it, you know. There's n- nothing wrong with being with being taught new things. But when it comes to, like, <clears throat> like basic human rights and stuff mm-hmm. like that, like, there's no reason why you should be ignorant to those type of situations. So case by case. Yeah. At least um, yeah, I think it's definitely case by case and, and, you know, whatever we're talking about there. But I think in the grand scheme of things... 
I think I do lean towards ignorant of in, ignorance is bliss because I think to ask the question a different way is like, you know, would you have something and have it taken away or not have it at all? And I think mm-hmm. I would not have. I, I think I would rather not have it at all because you don't know what that. you're missing. You know, so if you don't know what's out there, you know, you you don't know. But you know, of course, I think when it comes to like culture and stuff like that, it's like all right, you may not know. And sometimes you know that could be a disadvantage to some people. You know, where it's like yo, they truly don't know. And I and I sometimes try to cut people slack you know whenever it comes up but sometimes people just don't know and i think that that's just the 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 miscommunication in life you know a lot of things is understanding you know so if you don't understand somebody you should try to get to know them but for the most part i'd rather just not experience something if it's it's bad i don't know if it's good you're gonna be tight you know now or something like that like damn sometimes you could drive yourself crazy trying to feel me exactly you get exposed to something and now you feel me all the questions there's certain questions like, is there a God? How does it feel after death? Like people spend the rest of their lives. <laughs> right, right. Feel me? Yeah, yeah like, right. Because when I think of this question, I think of the Matrix scene when the nigga was like, "Would you rather the red pill or the blue pill?" Right, right. And right. I'm just like, before I used to really want to know everything. Right. And now that I basically have a good grasp of everything, I don't want to know right. shit, bro. Because right. like yeah, I said, right. we feed into like I said the negative Nancy. Like that shit makes you hopeless, bro. Like how much times, how much documentaries have I watched where the government did some shit on purpose to basically kill niggas for money? Mm-hmm. And now it just makes me feel like, bro, like we're living in a helpless society. Like that's how I be thinking about the shit right, like this. Right, right. And it's like, yo, I would have much rather just like not knowing this shit. For like, sure. I be, I'm a, I seek so much knowledge since I was young. But now I feel like I just know too much. Like, no. I wish I could take all this shit back. I'm no. not going to front. 100%. There's would, mad stuff I wish I didn't know. Would <laughs> you guys uh, like to know what day you're going to die? No. Um, nah. I'm 50-50 on that. No, I don't want to know. Nobody want to know? You want to know? You want to know? You would know? You would Why know? you want to know? Because Mike, Mike, Mike. Because I'd want to do all the wild shit possible <laughs> before I die. Before I'm wilding out. I feel you. Yeah. That's, that's a respect. What about you, though? Um, I don't think I want to know again. I think I'm an ignorance is bliss type yeah. of person because you. But it, it's pros and cons because, like somebody say, it's like you could do whatever the fuck you want. You could go skydiving. You could be driving a hundred miles power on the road, and you know you're not. <laughs> you know, but like I said, I said you know you may be in a car that you're not gonna die. I mean, you can still get paralyzed. You know, it's details. But like you may not die. Somebody else may die. You, like, you still, could be walking you know, down the block and some shit just hit you in your head. That's it. Like, right. Bro. But to know you're not gonna die, yes, I would. I would do a lot of sh- I don't know. I would bro, do a lot of stuff. I, I would rob a bank and leave my family all the bread. <laughs> I'm dead the next day. <laughs> I, I get you. I get you. That's probably how you die. Trying to hide the bread. Trying to hide the bread. That's how you die. You thought like, yeah, I knew the day. Nigga, you might even try to cheat your own death after that. Some final destination shit for me. That's the. That's probably what you're gonna probably gonna do. You try to do that shit. All the best doctors with the stolen bread. Nah. Until you have a heart attack. Until you can't stab you in your head or some shit. That's what I'm saying. Like, damn, you had an Ed doctor. You never know how it's gonna come to you, bro. You never know. What was that doctor? Doctor Kavorkian that that be killing people with shit. Oh, like on purpose? Yeah. Yeah, yeah it's Dr. Kevorkian. Yep. Facts. You don't want that. Right, so. No, no, that, that's different though. Because them niggas were in pain. Like they were oh, dying. Facts, 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 like, facts, facts, they facts. wanted to die. <laughs> they actually wanted to die. That's cool. He's pulling the plug, basically. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, he just helps them. All right, so what we're going to do, we're going to end it right here on this last question. Um, what is, We're going to end it on a real positive note. What is something you've accomplished as an adult that your younger self would be proud of? 
I, me personally, is going away to college and actually finishing. Um, in my neighborhood, no funny shit. Everybody that I grew up with, probably me and two other people are the only ones that went to college. Mm-hmm. I think I'm the only one that graduated. Like, in my neighborhood, bro. Like, growing up, college wasn't a thing. I feel like our generation is what made college cool, mm-hmm. like, in the, in the grand scheme of in things. Sense, yeah. Because um, when I was 13, 12, nigga, there wasn't really people around me that was coming back from college and shit like that. I had a couple cousins here and there, but you know what I'm saying? So definitely going away to college and finishing. Um, I'm probably going to say the same shit. Like I said, college, bro. Like I said, I'm a first generation kid. I mean, nobody in my family went to college. I think they went to like trade school and shit like that. So nobody went to college, let alone graduated. So I did both. <laughs> so I could have, for me, it's probably the hardest thing I ever had to do in my life. No law. Like, but I did it. So I'm happy I did it. Yeah, and I, and I think for me, like I said, just being in, in these companies and stuff like that is something that my younger self would be proud of, you know, uh, taking these risks. But going back, I think you had mentioned high school. Like, I graduated high school with a 67 overall GPA. Nigga, just me. You know, yeah. I mean, I always knew the work. I was just disruptive, yeah. quote unquote. College. You know, right. So, um, you know, I turned it around. I started in community college and stuff like that. You know, I, you know, I didn't even know that. Yeah, yeah. I went to Bronx Community College oh, and then yeah. I transferred and stuff like that. And nobody would think, you know, that. I would be doing what I'm doing and yeah, stuff you like know, that. Man. So, uh, you it's know. not how you start. It's right, you right, finish. right. So, uh, definitely, I would say that. Um, younger self, myself at the young age, probably proud because, like, I've done things that I probably didn't even imagine at a young age I'd ever be doing. You know what I'm saying? Because when I was younger, I always thought, like, I'd be like 6'2. So I thought I'd be playing ball. Like I, my mom always tell me, like, yeah, you're gonna be taller than your pop. My pop's six feet flat. Mm. My brother, little, little I know. Little, the, I was gonna say, my yeah, brother, little brother is like six it. one. But mm. that happens in my family. I didn't really peep the lineage till I looked at him. Like, all the younger siblings get mad big. Right, like, even right, my right. father is the youngest out of his sibling. Oh. So, like, you know what I'm saying? That's how it worked. But either way, like, I stepped into things I just didn't think I would do. Like, I ain't never think I would dance, especially I danced in high school, then I danced in college. I did not see that coming at all. I did not see this podcast coming at all. You know what I'm yeah, saying? Right, so podcast. I just been, fuck. I've been just stepping into different things. You know what I'm saying? Like I fake, I don't model, but like I fake be doing a photo shoot thing here and there. So it's like, you know what I'm saying? Like I just stepping into different realms. And like when I was a kid, I was kind of scared to step out of a certain box. Like I knew right. basketball and that was pretty much it. Like yeah, he, was, he was a little shy nigga too. I remember the first time I met him, yeah, he was in the corner of math class, bro. Nigga like four nine. <laughs> like not talking to nobody and shit like that. Now nah, look at you, man. Can we play ball the first like we and, met each other? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That nigga wasn't shot when I met him. <laughs> I mean, but ball was ball, like you know what I'm saying. Like yeah, I knew true. I could play, so I was like, zone. yeah, yeah, like that was that. But like, you know what I'm saying. Actually, you know what? Fuck it. For content purposes, we gonna throw this in here. If we gotta cut Let's something, we gotta it. cut Let's something. Right. But because we still got a little time. Last topic of the night. Would you let your kid become a cop? Uh, I would. We actually yeah talking, I switched it talk, up. Talking oh. behind the scenes. We upped, we upped it. Oh. It was like, would you rather, what would you rather, your son or daughter to be a cop mm-hmm. or go in the army? Cop. I'm choosing the army. I'm good off the army. I might. I don't even know the answer much. still, bro. I, I dad can't, because I really don't want to send you to the army, but I well, dad don't boys want to. Boys in the hood, I'm dragging the army. Ain't no place in a, in, in, for a black like, man in the army. I'm that's true. Yeah, no, because my... Oh, there's no black man to be a cop too, really though. Like it isn't, but ah, John Singletary. I talk about favorite directors and stuff. That's my dude. Oh, R. P. That's nigga. Yeah, facts. R. P. That man. That nigga's but, nice. Yeah, bro. Nah, cause my my cousin actually said that cop. to me. Like what? he said, there's no, no black, there's no, no place. Yeah, there's no place in the um for in, in the army for a black man. There's like in the military and shit like that. Um, so I guess I would pick. I feel like there's no place for. 
it's like either oh bro, bro yeah tough. bro you got a job that's what you want to do bro you chose your path i'm not mad you at you be bro nah i'm not mad at you just be a good cop that's yeah. all yeah, 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 yeah. You, if, you, if you one of the bad ones if you one of the suckers yeah. where it's like you just you know you know terrorizing head yeah. shit. right <laughs> if you terrorizing doing that other stuff then i can't i can't jack that but if you you know yeah. upstanding you trying to change the vision i'm with it i'm down for that i guess i was choosing the army because like the army it's like either or not the, bad. But though. before boot, like after boot camp, mm-hmm. depending on how long you sign up for me, it'll be two years and you're done. You still reap the benefits and everything after right. that. Da, da, da. I guess if somehow the country goes into nah, a go crazy serve war. your country. Why you don't go be active? See, everybody got the plan. And y'all <laughs> nah, I'm, gonna do I'm just saying, like, get out. I'm gonna do basic. Nah, I just feel like it's more acceptable. Like you being a cop, like you gotta do that shit for 20 years before right. you get your pension and shit like that. Right. For me, you actually risking your life for 20 years, depending on what it is you want to do. All me, you're risking your life, but it's a means to an end if you really. Don't want to make a career out of it. Personally, you know I mean? I'm not trying to go to war. No, I hear you. No, I mean, yeah, I'm not a superhero not either. I'm not a hero. Like, that's why I'm not a cop. Yeah. Oh, I, I'm not a lifesaver. Don't call me. <laughs> don't call me. Nah, I don't want to. <laughs> I always said law. if, if nothing works law. out in my life, be a, I'm going to be a bad cop. Bro. I'm going to be a bad cop. <laughs> <laughs> but Man, I'm, I'm not going to be a cop. I'm going to be a bad cop. But I'm not going to last long. I'm not going to last long. I'm not going to last long. Because I'm only going to be fucking with white people. So it's over. Oh, that's a bad cop. Like, that's what I'm saying. I'm not going to last long, though. Because what's, what's the length you're going to go? That's what I'm saying. Like, Denzel on training day, or are you just going to be, you know, yeah. turn around? I'm going to just give, I'm like, in, in Shameless, I'm going to be like Carl. I'm going to just give mad rich people tickets. Like, oh, here. Uh, that's fair. That's fair. That's not That's, that's not harmless. That's harmless. That's harmless. <laughs> Bro, with that being said, we're going to close out with that, man. Deshaun, thanks for joining us, Appreciate man. Appreciate you. I really enjoyed y'all. the conversation. I really enjoyed the gems you dropped. But with that being said, make sure everybody likes, comment, subscribe if you made it to this point in the episode. We really love the growth that we come come this far to get. So with that being said, I'll end the episode here. Do- 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 <laughs>